0: See, we got the trolls in the house already. Oh, boy. Good morning, good people. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker still. That's right. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can right down there below, at Skywalker still on Twitter. Welcome, everybody, to this beautiful Monday, 9-13-2021. After a full slate of Sunday NFL football, we are going to talk about that a little bit. But before we get into the morning roundup and Cowboys news, we have to dive into the NFC East as well. We'll also talk about how do we replace Lyle Callens, because that's going to be important, that suspension. And the details with that has been really weird. Michael Gallup is also out. Got to talk about that. You know, got to talk about that, unfortunately. And then, good news, stock up. We'll start talking about some guys whose stock is rising. A little bit of stock down, but mostly talk about guys who are uh, playing good or playing well outside of that uh, Week 1 game from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm coming into this show kind of laughing because... You know, I, I always wonder other teams. And I'm not going to give this guy too much attention here. We're, we're talking about... East side, Harold. Okay, buddy, listen, guy. Congratulations, your little team won. Whoop-de-doo. Okay? And I'll give them their props when we, when we talk about the scores around the league. But don't come in here trolling, brother. There has to be a Texans morning show somewhere. There has to be a Texans channel. Go do all that over there. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get into... The actual Cowboys fan seven one seven in the building. I see you, brother. I see my mom, Dukes in the building. My lady in the building. I see you, Stevie Mac, the my guy, T Mac, Felipe, all the way from France. I gotta say that all the time because it's kind of mind boggling when you think about it. W uh, W photo. I'm not sure over there on Twitter. Shout out to you, man. I see you, M D Andrews, J T Prime twenty one, East Side Herald in the building. Uh, Iceberg Q, Miss Jackie, how you doing? Shannon Sharp. Kendall Star said, "Sky, dude, that come on at night, kind of cool. I rock with him. Thank you, man. Yeah. I think I think that uh Moro is really nice. That's Mauricio Rodriguez. He's he's really good. He's going to continue to to improve here and, and be a staple of what we got going on. Adrian, I see you. Adrian, Dre, Dre, I see your brother. Uh, Matty O, which A.K.A. Professor O, Stevie Mac. My God, I appreciate you being here and the many many more that will be coming through. Again, if you are new to the channel, welcome. I'm Will Skywalker Still. And if you want, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, all over the place. We're everywhere. And if you can't catch the live stream, make sure you do what? Run it back. You can run it back here. You can run it back on all podcast platforms. Or you can go to AtoZsports.com slash Dallas and find our articles and the podcast link there as well. So we'll let some folks continue to roll up in here. As we get ready to start talking about some of these games from yesterday. So, first week is in the books. How you guys feeling? Not the first, not the full first week, but the first Sunday of football. And I must say, for no Cowboys football, it was very stress-free. Very stress-free. Now, I don't get worked up from NFC East games. I usually don't get worked up for NFC East games. I have my rooting interest, right? Like, I root for the Cowboys. And then I root for whoever the hell else is playing the NFC East. That's usually how it goes. Uh, but I, I don't get emotional about it. It would have been nice to see some, you know, a certain team beat another certain team. Uh, but we'll talk about that in the roundup. Uh, Jacob says, follow my boy Sky. You won't regret it. That's right, brother. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> Dre, I can't say that. <laughs> but I feel you, Dre. If you are not a boys fan, what you doing? I don't know, man. I don't know. But how did y'all feel, though, coming out of, of Sunday? I thought... I took a step back after after Thursday because Thursday is the only game, right? It's the only Cowboys game, and you're and, and you're critiquing every little thing that the Cowboys do. Sorry, I got something going on here with my, with my band-aid. And, and and then coming out of yesterday, I looked back and I was like, Cowboys belong. I, I mean, it's week one. We talk about not overreacting one way or the other, but I, I didn't look around the league and, and, and say, so-and-so, so definitely in the NFC, Cowboys can't compete type of thing. And I always thought Dallas was going to be a, a double-digit win team. I still believe that. But just looking around, I you know, after you, you battle the, the Super Bowl champions the way you did on the road opening night, and you look around and see what other teams have, have done or did not do, speaking of a certain quarterback, uh, I kind of feel like, okay, yeah. Let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens here. Uh, Professor O said, I enjoyed seeing A-Rod get benched. MD uh, Andrew says, Falcons are straight doo-doo. Oh, yeah, speaking of that. Jewel says, Cowboys move up in power rankings. Very rare. Whose power rankings, though? I don't really. i. So last year when I did a podcast, I was doing a power. But I'm like, you know what? Power rankings is really just for sh- shits and giggles. It's for clicks. It, it really makes no difference in regards to professional uh, sports. T-Max says, we are sure contending the Danny Dimes fumble. I call him Danny Fumbles. Yeah. I mean, he just continues to do that. I I thought week one was fun. So, let's dive into some of the scores and what better way to do it than this. What better way? What better way? Let's Take a look. Now, I'm going to jump all over the place with these scores, guys. But just follow along with me if you can. So, my cohorts over at A to Z Sports Nashville, I feel so sorry for you guys. <laughs> I feel so sorry for you guys. Cardinals got trashed. I'm sorry, not Cardinals. Titans got trashed by the Cardinals, 38 to 13. Kyler Murray, absolutely what, berserk. Over 300 total uh, yards, five touchdowns. And DeAndre Hopkins looked like the best receiver in football with some of the amazing catches that he had. DeHop's a beast. The uh, NFC West is going to be fun to watch this year once again. Cardinals win 38 13 over the Titans. You hope that the Titans get it together here because we want to see the our A to Z family all be successful this year. Jaguars Texans battle of the bums is what I call it. Texans win 37 21. I'll give that to him. I'll give that to him. Tyrod Taylor played pretty well, almost 30 yards passing, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, three tutties, three interceptions. It's the Texans, it's the Jags, though. I mean, you're talking about two teams that are going to be battling for top five picks. We'll save the NFC East scores for the roundup. Vikings lose to the Bengals 27-24 in overtime. Shout out to Joe Burrow. Shout out to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase was getting crucified in the preseason. Because he was dropping a rock, but he came out and balled five receptions, 101 yards in the tutty. And Joe Mixon, almost Joe Mixon, man. He's an interesting guy in in fantasy because you're always like, you know, Joe, I want to draft you, but he ain't always hurt. 29 carries, buck 27 in the tutty. Good for Joe Mixon. Good for Joe Mixon. Panthers beat the Jets 19-14. Nothing exciting there. It did come down to the wire. Uh, shout out to Christian McCaffrey. Another almost 200-yard performance. Nine receptions, 21 carries, almost 200 total yards. Uh, Sam Darnold threw a tutty to Roby Anderson. So, so there's that. Steelers, Bills. Man, talk about a difference between a half. Steelers go down in a half, 10 nothing to the Bills. Josh Allen is looking very pedestrian. They come out in the second half and just dominate defensively. Don't let they don't let the Bills do much of anything. Steelers come out victorious, 23-16. Ben Roethlisberger had a better second half than he had first half. Uh, so uh, shout out to the Steelers defense is still looking nasty. Seahawks lose. Oh, sorry, Seahawks win 28-16 against the Colts. Carson Wentz, yeah, he's kind of back. I guess he's healthy. Whatever, he looked okay. (laughs) He looked all right, but the offense just really couldn't get a whole lot going. He did score two touchdowns, but 16 points is not going to do it. And if Carson Wentz has to be a collar of the offense and not the spark, nothing's going to really change, in my opinion, for the Colts. 49ers-Lions was an exciting finish. 49ers got up on the Lions big time. Lions fought all the way back in the fourth quarter, scoring uh, 16 points, and it came down to the last uh, heave, and Jared Goff couldn't get it done. But he did throw for three thirty-eight, three 3 tutties. Whoever this Earl Mitchell cat is from – I think it's Earl Mitchell. From the Niners, he did good. 19 carries, 104 in a a tutty. But Debo Samuels, nine receptions, a buck 89, a touchdown. Watch out for Debo. Browns Chiefs, very entertaining game. Chiefs win 33-29. And let me just real quick come back to you guys. The Chiefs did exactly what I would be looking for the Cowboys defense to do. State The Chiefs, the Browns scored 29 points, almost 500 yards of offense, right? Just a phenomenal game. Punt at one time, and that punt ended up costing them. But what did the Chiefs defense do at the end? They made the play to win the game. They were clutch. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Patrick Mahomes is an alien, by the way. Jesus. See that throw he made to uh, Tyreek Hill? Unbelievable. Broncos beat the Giants 27-13. Not really much there. Daniel Jones looks like Daniel Jones. Jason Garrett's offensive coordinator. The the Giants are going to not be good. Saints blow out the Packers. 38-3. If Dak Prescott came out and did what Aaron Rodgers did, the world would go freaking nuts. That's all I'm saying. They they go nuts. Dolphins beat the Patriots 17 to 16, even though Tua Tagovailoa tried to give away the game. And then finally, the Bears get just demolished by the Rams 34 to 14. Um, I think that the Bears, I'm sorry, that the Rams and Matt Stafford are going to put up a ton of points. Uh, So if I were a betting man, I would definitely take Matt Stafford somewhere in that MVP race, just because of the numbers. And I think there'll be a playoff team as well as if I'm a, what's called daily fantasy football guy, Matt Stafford's got to be up there. That is a quarterback friendly offense with Sean McVay and Matt Stafford has that, that wiry arm to get things done. It's just a matter of can Matt Stafford get it done against good teams, right? That's the main thing. Can Matt Stafford get it done against good teams? All right. So that was kind of the quick roundup. We'll do that every Monday. We'll go through around the league real fast. We're not going to cover each team, uh, but, but we'll, we'll go through it real quick. And then we'll obviously break down the NFC slate in our morning roundup, and that's what we're about to do here in a second. But let me get into the chat and bring you guys up to see what you're saying. Boom. There you go. Miss um, Jackie says, Dolphins were the only team that won in that division. Kevin says, I started Devontae, uh Adams over Debo Samuel. Ooh. Seemed like a safe, uh, seems safe until Paul Crew. I mean, Aaron Rodgers started playing. I mean, you can't go wrong with starting Devontae Adams, right? You have to, like, you don't bench Devontae Adams, but who are your other receivers is is the question. That's where you, you go. You never bench Devontae Adams. Uh, what's up, Hawk? Hawk says, What y'all talking about? Matt Stafford, F them. Uh, uh, I don't know about our Cowboys. I, yeah, I hear you, buddy. Like, you know. Screw them and all that, but we're talking about all the football, or whatever. in Matt, Matt's gonna be pretty good. He's gonna be pretty good this year. It is what it is. Uh, what I don't get is we revolved, we reloved the nightmare of seeing number thirty get burnt. What? Hey? Yeah, we'll talk about all that. We'll get into all that, guys. We'll get into all that. I promise you, I do promise you. But all right, it's about that time, y'all. Yo. Well, it is about that time to do this too. Get your
1: damn act together. Get your damn act together.
0: That's for you, Harold. That's for you. <laughs> It's time it's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round em up, boys. Yes, 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 it's that time for the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Your fitness solution. For an affordable price. Like I always say about Texas Family Fitness, they have state-of-the-art equipment. Probably my favorite thing about them, man. It's, it's, it's different equipment over there. And I'll be actually there today, uh, later today, get back into, into things so I can get up there with Jesse Hiley. I don't know if y'all saw him on on Thursday. I got to get like that, man. Uh, he says, I, uh, I like how they have the variety of things over there at that gym. I really do. I say that a lot because you can do a lot of different things at Texas Family Fitness. And if you need a, you need a push need to push they got experienced professional certified trainers um and they got everything you need man for a great fitness experience at an affordable price I, i've been telling you all week all month go in there this month in september is a 10 for 10 special 10 dollars sign up 10 dollars a month and let them know that skywalk and a to z sports sent you they would gladly gladly appreciate that texasfamilyfitness.com if you need to read up on more about the great things that they offer all right. We got to go over the NFC's, right? And, and the reason why I have to take a deep breath is because I got to give props to the Eagles. Yeah. I, but I do. I got to give props to the Eagles. They played well in a dominant performance against the Falcons, 32-6. to six. I mean, it started off looking like, okay, all right, now, you know, The Falcons are running the ball very well. The the Falcons are just eating them over 100 yards, rushing in in the first half. But you listen to the commentary if you did, and apparently they said, hey, we'll walk them these runs as long as there's not explosive ones. That's what happened. They didn't get a bunch of explosive big runs. They were getting chunk runs, but not explosive plays. And that ended up playing right into the Eagles' hands because once they got into the red zone, the Falcons couldn't get anything done. Matt Ryan threw for 164 yards, which was one of his uh, lowest outputs since 2019. Jalen Hurts, he looked real good in that Nick Sirianni offense, which is a bunch of short passes, screens, and things like that. I believe his intended yards downfield was like three, so it, it was nothing. It was nothing crazy. <laughs> Jacob said, "Don't give them props, guy." They didn't play well. They just played the Falcons. No, 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 no. They they played well. They played well. But, yes, the caveat is they did play the Falcons, who are just a bad team. Uh, defensively, they are not – there's not a lot of talent over there. Um, offensively, they looked ancient. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I get one to have a fullback, but Keith Smith, he shouldn't be playing as much as he played in today's league. I mean, he, this looked like 1995. They just decided, hey, we're gonna just run the ball a whole bunch of times. Uh, but pr- like I said, I gotta give them props. The Eagles' front was played on the other side of the Falcons' line of scrimmage on both sides. Their offensive line looked good against the Falcons, and their defensive line looked good. So, um, shout out to shout out to them, man. They, they played well. The Giants got whooped. I talked about it a little bit earlier. They, they got absolutely whooped. Danny dimes, fumbles, whatever you want to call him, look bad. They're, they're going to be a bad. I just don't believe the, the Giants are going to be a good team. I don't know who picked them to be good, but if you did, I, I don't believe it at all. The, the team I want to talk about here is the football team. Because I'm torn on this, y'all. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Magic, Fitzmagic, Tragic, whatever you want to call him, he went down early in that game and – I wondered. I said, I, I have a feeling this may be a good thing. I'm not saying the injury. Never want to re- wish an injury on anyone. Ever, 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 ever want to wish an injury on anyone. But Heineke, I felt like has the team right. Like he has the the locker room, and he 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 went out there and played well against the defending Super Bowl champs last year in the playoffs. Got the the contract, and and maybe the better quarterback at this point. Who knows? So when he went down, I'm like, well. Heineke might come in here and give him something. And he did. He came in there, went like 11 for 15 or something like that, scored a touchdown. Uh, looked looked okay against that against that Chargers team. Had 122 yards in a tutty. On the other side of the ball, who we'll be talking about this week, I won't go too far in depth. Justin Herbert had his moments too. Threw for 330, a touchdown and a pick. Austin Eckler was Austin Eckler getting, getting acclimated in the passing game. And Keenan Allen was Keenan Allen. Nine receptions for 100 yards. But I wonder if the football team is in better shape with Tyler uh, Heineke. We'll see. We'll see. I think the Chargers held up against that pass rush. And, again, I never thought that the the Washington Washingtons were anything to write home about anyway. But um, I look around. Eagles are saying, yeah, y'all forgot about us. I get it. It's the Falcons. So they give them a little golf clap. But – I still think the Cowboys can win this division. All right, Gallup is out three to five weeks. That is a massive blow in my opinion. Massive in the sense of he's still an amazing weapon for the Cowboys. The difference is number four is still playing. And you have, this is why we say the Cowboys wide receiving group is one of the best in the league because they have depth. You hope it's only three weeks and not the five weeks. But, it's it's evident that Cedric Wilson is gonna be the guy stepping in. He was a guy first up against the Buccaneers, and I thought he made some clutch catches and um he could have made another one, but the blitz got the deck or the pressure got the deck and he missed him. But um while it's a massive blow because it is Michael Gallup, I think the Cowboys can kinda of carry on here. I do. Miss Jackie says Cedric will be great for us. Yeah, I think he'll he'll be fine. I, you know, I don't think the Cowboys offense is gonna drastically be worse because gallup is not in there but i also don't want to mitigate him not being there like he's a clutch receiver he gives you that 50 50 chance and he and he plays very well and then the big one which we'll we'll focus on here guys is collins is suspended for five games and this one is extremely extremely interesting because when this first came out, it was Lyle Collins' substance substance abuse, correct? It, it wasn't PEDs. It was substance abuse. And then more things start coming out. Oh, well, it wasn't stubs, substance abuse. It was Lyle Collins' failure to appear. And then we look at some of the... We start to look at some of the... What constitutes a a failure to appear, and 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 people were putting out a lot of thesis what makes a suspension, and usually suspensions are even games four, two, four, eight things like that, not five. So so already the conspiracy things start popping up, and then you start looking around the league. You know, my guy Law made a good point on Marsh Marshawn Lattimore. Then you got the uh, the cat over there in Houston Watson situation, where it's like wait a minute. How all of a sudden is Lyle Collins now caught up into a five-game suspension when guys are getting caught brandishing weapons and then you got the situation with Watson and they don't get a single game? So one and look, Professor O had a tweet that went viral and, and and it was attached to I think it was Jason Lakafor, yes, uh, NFL insider. And I had to go read this. This is this is astonishing right here. Lyle Collins has been tested roughly 10 times a month over the past 18 months. That equals out to 180 times. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. But you're, you're bound to miss some tests. If you get tested at random 180 times in a 18 month span. Things are still coming out on this and we've, I've got, we've got, we got insiders, right? We've got, we've got people we know and there's people that we're going to talk to and try to get to the bottom of this because I, I don't think it's right. Um, something doesn't seem right, but here's what Jason Lock and Forrest says Collins has been cited seven times for failure to appear. Although often with mitigating circumstances, according to sources, So the NFL, in this decision to suspend Collins, came to the conclusion that those seven failures constituted grounds for a suspension. AKA, the NFL is just making up rules right now. They're just making up whatever they want. There is nothing in the rule book that states five-game suspension for this. They're, They're just saying, he missed seven times. We don't like it. We're going to suspend him for five games. I don't know how to feel about it, Cowboys Nation. Y'all let me know. It just, something just does not seem right. And apparently, according to reports, Collins' people are upset. His reps are furious. He's trying to fight this. He's appealed it. I believe he's going to try to appeal it again. I think this is something that the Cowboys brass knew prior to week one. It's obviously something that Collins knew prior to week one. Sounds like Mike McCarthy didn't have a clue about it. (laughs) In his press conference, he, they they seem to not tell this guy not a damn thing, um, so there's that there's a there's that part of it that doesn't seem right to me, and we'll get into the what it means for the football side of things, uh, but if you want to call into it and, into the to the show and give your thoughts on the situation three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven the phone lines are fixed today, so call on in and let's talk about this because it just doesn't seem right, and obviously we'll talk about how to replace them. Uh, Miss Jackie says, but Skywalker, did you see seven times you can be kicked out for a year? No. No, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Which, if he's missed seven times, then why suspend him for five? Like, if he could be kicked out for a year for seven times, but they only suspend him for five to, or five games, then they know that th- it's not right. They're just trying to find a middle ground. 351-999-3787 is the hotline for your mind as my guy law nation would say. As my guy law nation would say. This doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. Devontae says he didn't test positive, t- positive for nothing, so why are they suspending him? Oh boy. Did I just hear that? Did I just hear East is on the phone? Y'all want me to take? You know what? You know what? Eastside, I'm gonna go ahead and take this before I get into this cowboy talk because we're not gonna do this all night. We are gonna get this thing out the way. All right, Eastside Harold, what's up, man? Well, why do I get this
1: kind of energy, man? You know because you come in here with that energy.
0: Well, you was the first person oh, in the man. chat talking about some the real team on, in Texas. Brother. You don't even believe hey, that. Hey, hey,
2: brother. Hey, man. I just want to tell you, y'all got a little hope. For for the charges, a little hope, but it's 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 not an automatic. It's not automatic at all. And yeah, yeah, I was gonna get around to old Mister Tyrod. People gonna put respect on his name, man. Who's and, uh,
0: who's disrespecting Tyrod?
2: Who? Uh, man, brother. <laughs> Have you not seen the comments I get for the, for the last couple of months coming in? And I come in here solid, strong, no solo. Doubt. And hey. And for these days like this, hey man, it's all worth it. It's just this little victory on the inside. It's just, oh, it's just for days like this. It's just all worth
0: it. Uh, you know what? Sometimes, got, sometimes a little brother got to get pat on the head. Good job, little brother. Good job, little brother.
2: Yeah, he, yeah. the little
0: Texans brother. are the little brother. Matter of fact, the Texans are the little sister of the football of the Cowboys world that plays football. So you got to give him a pat on the back. Good job.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe if you're talking about 40 years ago, but the last 27 years, nah, we about on an equal playing field. Equal. I'm real not doing this with you. Real equal. I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. Equal hey man, field. I just touched base. I, you know I support you, brother. Hey man, T Mac, what's up? Equal <laughs> Charles, what's up? Yeah, just some days like this. I, I'm just saying hello. Just mm-hmm. hey man, I support the cause. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Appreciate you, man. Gotta give
0: Esau, you you gotta give Esau a little bit of credit. He do, he do come up in here. He do come up in here hard, like he doing something. Whatever though, let me mute this real quick. All right, so for the real Cowboys fans, 351-999-3787. Oh boy, Texans. All right, so we're gonna jump into the first word before we move into the first part, uh, the first block of this segment, which is about replacing, uh, Lyle Collins. And the first word is Mike McCarthy talking about replacing Lyle Collins, and then the possibility of Zach Martin being that guy because of Connor McGovern. So let's check out the first word.
3: Well, I mean, I mean, just you know, we're we're, we're not there yet. So until you know things, um, until there's clarity. Uh, but you know, we've been working. You know, all those guys, the different combinations. Uh, it'd be good to get Zach back, um, but. You know, we have time. I mean, obviously, playing on Thursday night gives us some time where the players are off, or mandatory three days off. Uh, so we'll bring the players in on Monday. We'll spend the morning working on Tampa, and then we'll spend the the afternoon working on the Chargers. With uh,
0: Collins, was the situation you used something this could be coming? as it didn't catch the organization off guard
3: today? know. So uh, n- nothing um, of surprise. It's just, it's just you know, once again, it's just the timing of it. It's, it's a bit awkward, but. Um, it's just something I can't speak on right now.
4: You'll discuss all the options in the line, especially when you're looking at a defined time frame of five weeks. Last week, you mentioned Zach Martin's only a in case of emergency. Since you actually have a defined time frame here, is that a little different than discussion just and just working a guy in at that position week after
3: week? I'm not sure I follow you. You're talking about Zach? Yeah. As far as coming back and as far, as yeah, back,
0: as far as swinging out to a right tackle. I mean, unfortunately,
3: tackle. yeah, unfortunately, we got a lot of experience from last year moving people around. So, uh, but you know, we'd, we'd like to, you know, keep moving forward uh, with you know with guys that have been working the right tackle. You know, obviously, LC Ty and Terrence have, have taken the reps there. So, um, you know, having having eight offensive linemen at different you know combinations. You know, frankly, coming out of the game, you know, just coming out of the grading sessions. You know, Connor McGovern played very well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's. You know we're, we're we're eyes wide open, uh, but uh, you have to be because uh, things happen. You know, um, so we want to be able to have as many combinations as possible.
0: So that's the first word where Mike McCarthy eyes wide open. I thought that was important to to to, to listen to, and I'm hoping the eyes are truly wide open because here's a question here: who should replace Lyle Collins? But before before you guys answer that. Level of concern with Lyle Collins being out. Y'all know I like to do the meter. I like the meter, one through ten. Your level of concern with Lyle Collins being out. Um, I, I'm going. To, I'm gonna read your guys' level and then I, I'll, I'll tell you mine's. Cause it's five games. It's not a full season. It's not one or two weeks. It's five games. Um, and we saw last year the tackle situation gets funky. When, 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 when Lyell's out or Tyron Smith is out, fortunately, it's only Lyell Collins. But nonetheless, Lyell played really damn well against Tampa. And Lyell is a staple bookend tackle. All right, Trucker's Life says three. Okay. Adrian, eight. Jonathan Cook, eight. JT Prime, six. Chris Wood, six. Adam says a six. Robbie says a eight. Byron, eight. Big Ron nine. Tim Hargrave seven and a half. T Mac eight. Mystic Mike says five. Six and a half by Stevie Mack. That's huge. Five games. Paul says, yes, it is. James Simmons three. This is very all over the place. Gotti says seven. Jackie, Miss Jackie says eight. Paola says ten. Garvin says eight. Uh. Oh, that's 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 pretty up and down there. I don't, I'm not as low as a three. But I'm not as high as an 8 9. I would, but, but seven, I'm gonna go seven. And I know, I know that seems high, but I think that's fair because of the possibilities of who is going to replace Lyle Collins. It's not who I think it should be. I don't think it's going to be Zach Martin. I want it to be Zach Martin and it should be Zach Martin. But I'll talk about one of my uh, good buddies on Twitter, uh, Joey Ikes, what he had to say why it shouldn't be Zach Martin. But I think it absolutely should be Zach. But I think it's going to be Ty Seki or Terrence Steele. And that's the second part of the question, guys. Who should replace Lyle Collins? I went back. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Oh, by the way, I forgot about a a, – there was a donation earlier. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can trek all the way back to that. It was way earlier. Yeah, real quick. I'm my bad. I think it was B Bird. Super chat. B Bird said the Cowboys' brass seemed giddy after the the, the close loss. This Concerns me. Mike McCarthy should have said there's no excuse for losing a game while winning turnover. I think a lot of fans were more giddy. <laughs> the fans were giddy, but you, you if you came on here on Monday, you know I had to close that moral victory crap. I'm I'm trying to win these games. Uh, then we got another super chat by Rika. Shout chat. out to you, Rika. She says. Do you feel Mike McCarthy is shoving Ty and Steele down our throats? He's like the bad guy in the after-school special. Come on, all the cool kids like. <laughs> I, I don't know what his, I don't know what his deal is with, with Mike McCarthy. Ty Nincecki, he's your swing tackle. Terrence Steele, I'm not. Mm-mm. And this is where I was about to get at, guys. And I'll get to the phone lines here. Matter of fact, B Birds on the line. I got you, brother. Uh, Ty Nincecki. I went back. I said, you know what? Let me go back. Let me look at the, what ended up being, in my opinion, the backups dress rehearsal game ended up being the final game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hear me out. The Jaguars played their starters. The Cowboys played their backups. So I said, all right, cool. Let's go take a look. Let's go study a little bit of tape and see how we did against their starters. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I got through about a quarter of, I said I can't keep I can't I can't keep watching this. T- Terrence Steele's not good, guys. He's not he's still not good. And here's the here's the bad part. The the thing that Terrence Steele struggles with is power. At any point on his body, be it inside shoulder, outside shoulder, even if he gets a good set, even if. He just can't deal with power. And he's constantly getting pushed back into the quarterback's lap. Or he gives up the inside. You can't give up the inside. At the very most, let them run around you and loop to get the quarterback. But you can't give up the inside. He can't deal with it, man. He just can't deal with power. And guess who? Guess who's likely going to be lined up over there? Joey Bosa. So you're like, okay, let's go look at T- Titan Seki. Bigger dude, 6'8", stronger cat got his grown man body been in the league but he struggles with speed (laughs) he struggles with with ends getting around him constantly he just doesn't have the foot speed to to get there even if he sets right he usually gets beat off the edge and that means that he can be set up a lot easier if he's too quick to get outside he can give up the inside so you got a guy who struggles with power you got a guy who struggles struggles with speed guess what zach martin struggles with nothing Went back and watched the Minnesota game. Well, Zach Martin was the right tackle, guess how many pressures Zach Martin gave up? Zero. He was just about flawless at right tackle. Just about flawless. So I don't see a reason why not to put him out there. However, Joey Ikes made a point that had me thinking. And shout out to Joey on Twitter, former writer for BTB and, and does a bunch of other things. He says he shouldn't move right tackle Zach Martin out there because that's one of the main reasons why he got hurt. His body isn't used to doing those type of things at right tackle. His mind isn't used to doing those type of things at right tackle. So to play devil's advocate, I said, ah, that makes sense. But do you want to win? Do do you want to win? And here's the reason why. I think you got to move him out there is because what we saw Connor McGovern do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in last year. McGovern has shown that, okay, I could be put in here and handle my own. Terrence still didn't show that. Tynan Seki has to show me that. Brandon Knight's not a tackle. We know that. We know that. All right, so I'll get back to the chat here in a second, but let's hop into these phone lines. 409, which is my guy, B. Bird. What's up, brother? I am good. How are you? Yeah. Yep, yep, we good now. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry.
5: In that game. Uh but one of the things I'm gonna tell you that I feel, um, this moving Martin to right tackle should be a no brainer. Uh I, I can tell you what I I can tell you what I think the hold up is on it. It's Martin himself. If there was anybody else, Martin resists, resists moving to uh, from right guard to right tackle. He did last year, too, and I think they got his input, and he didn't want to make that move. He didn't feel – he's more comfortable at right guard. But but what it is is when we start talking about team players, if this was anyone else that we didn't like um, or the public didn't like, it would be an outcry for that. But since we liked him, we give him a pass on it. So I think that's probably, I, to me personally, I think that's what it was last year, why we kind of resisted so long um, yeah, to, to, to make that move.
0: Let me combat that real quick. Because I said the same thing last year. I said the same thing in the offseason, right? He's He doesn't control this team if I'm the coach. Like, like I listen, Zach, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You're a great, amazing player. But I'm the coach. If I tell you to play a certain position, you go play that position, right? Like, you're not, a, you're not the quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean, you're 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 a right guard, great right guard, best right guard yeah. in the NFL. But if I if if what I think is best for the team is to, for you to move to right tackle, that's that. They shouldn't be but succumbing is, to Zach Martin. Just be, if if that's the case, that's just you know that's how I feel about it. Yeah,
5: and I and I, and I really do think that that's the case. But let's talk about the the way uh, things work in Dallas, right? So it's not the coach, right? It, it'll be the Joneses are uh, they'll have their input on it, uh, maybe. Uh, Martin's, you know, uh, agent called or whatever. What I'm trying to say is this isn't run like a regular right. organization. Right. So, so in saying that, then I think that he does have some input on that. Again, I didn't like it last year. I think that really, if you're a team player, you're going to go play where they need where, where where the need is at. And and for that injury thing, I mean, so so either uh, Zach stays at right and don't get injured, or he stays at right. Excuse me, stays at right guard and don't get injured. But if he stays at right guard, now that get injured. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm not. I'm not with the injury
0: thing. Like if he's going to get injured, yeah, I'm not, not get with injury. that either.
5: Yeah, I'm not with that either. But, but but if you don't mind me getting to some points that I uh, I, I kind of wanted to say after um, Temp after the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So um. I don't hold on for one second. Connor Williams and and, and Anthony Brown. Uh, that's that has to be political, right? A B for sure,
0: you know. Yeah, I, I, there has
5: to be some politics. Uh, something in that. is not there, there's no making other sense
0: reason. with A B because because Maurice Kennedy showed in preseason, showed in camp, and honestly, if you keep it, you really really go back and look at some of his tape. To me, it's not a whole lot of tape because of injuries, but his tape doesn't differ. I think he's better. I just think he's better, and I don't understand why he's not given the shot. That that it has to be politics.
5: Yeah, and I, I was looking at uh, some uh uh boss cowboy uh, uh put out on him uh Oh he's the Anthony he's the, Brown, he's the leader kinda,
0: of, of of uh he he waves the big flag for Cowboys politics.
5: <laughs> yeah, he and he's right about that. Uh, yeah. I actually listened to uh them the other day and uh they, they were they kinda hit the points I said about the the culture um as far as just you know just you know one of the things I I, I tell you this I didn't talked to you since then the the drone footage, right? You remember the drone footage? Yeah. You know, I, I was really, when I saw that, it kind of enlightened me or emboldened me more in my thought processes of uh, the Cowboys culture. Um, you know, I did not like that drone footage at all. I thought it was pretty cool, but the, it's a palace, man. And the thing about it is, I'll tell you this, uh, uh, Sky, I, I was in uh, the, the military, I was in the Army, and so when when they take us to, uh, you know, we go to boot camp, they're not putting us in, the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the greatest hotel. They're not putting us in the Hilton or anything. Oh. They're putting us in barracks. They put us in a, a, a bed that has a mattress that's about two inches. Uh, you're staying there for a long time. They, they're in your ear. They, they 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 put you through some things. The reason why, man, is because you're going to war. You have to go do something to an enemy that, that a man – you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. What I'm saying is this um, – to get you ready for that, they don't put you in, in in soft spaces and make everything comfortable for you. They make it uncomfortable, and I think that you know Jerry is building something over there—a shrine or whatever—to himself. But in the process, I don't think he's helping his team out. Being hardened, being ready for uh, Philadelphia and Washington in 28 degrees with a crowd on their backs or whatever. I think they're—you know—I think it's just a—I a, just didn't like that that again for well, the culture and.
0: Me and you, B Bird, we talked about this last year. We talked about this even before McCarthy. One second, before McCarthy was brought aboard. This is this has always been a culture issue in Dallas. Like the, the, yeah. that's that's the number one problem is culture. And one of the things I always say is, you know what? That's something you just gotta. That's going to happen here as long as the Jones yeah. run this thing. Yeah. So as a head coach, I need you to overcome it. I need you to That's be correct. able to shake it up. And if you can't, then you're not the guy for me. There's been two guys that have been able to do that in my opinion. And they both were successful yes. in turning this organization yes. around. It's Jimmy and it's it's Bill. And, and and those guys, again, I always talk about the blueprint for Jerry was right in front of his face. It is. It's Jimmy and his Parcells. But he doesn't want to deal with yeah. those type of guys.
5: Um Well, you know you know who the third person I think I I kinda caught my eye the other day that I think could do it and I think he's getting enough clout. Um uh, Dak Prescott, uh, you can you can get that leadership from a. Uh, you, Tom Brady showed that you can change a culture from a quarterback position. I yeah. think he can yeah, do that, uh, but he has to he has to be outside the box uh, on it. And I'll tell you this, and I'm gonna let you go too, man. The yeah. thing that and and um, oh shoot, uh, oh man, I forgot my other YouTuber name. Uh, Law nation. Law nation does a good thing as far as um, he does the post game and, and let you hear it because I it's too late at night for me to listen to it. So I listened to uh, Mike McCarthy and um, to me, man, I'm gonna tell you what Jimmy would have done in that situation. And uh, you know I'm a big Jimmy fan. Yeah. Um, he would have he would have roasted the Cowboys for uh, hey we we won a turnover battle three, uh, you know we got a lot of penalties. There's no way we should have lost that game. What Jimmy had a great uh, uh, feel for what. It's the locker room. He goes in the locker room. Where everybody's kind of like, "Man, we played good. We did this. We did that. We played against the world champions." He went to the press conference and would have sent a message. No, that's not good enough. No, you 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 you're too happy with a loss. And and that culture is is becoming pretty bad like that. The expectations for winning those type of games I, have went down. All we do is want to we want to no, give no, a no, great no. showing. And so 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 let me let
0: me defend some of those guys in that locker room. Not all of them, just some of them. From the from the interviews that I that I listened to after that game Randy Gregory did not have that mentality uh Jordan Lewis didn't have that mentality uh, Michael Parsons didn't have that didn't from what I listened to those guys fully expected to come in here and win it and they weren't happy yeah. with this situation they just said in, in, in fact the word moral victory got brought up to those guys and they said no we we expected to come in here and win uh we didn't win so now we got to build on this but I think I think the fact us fans and this is what i talked about on last on friday we've come become accustomed to this and that's something we got to battle is becoming accustomed to yeah we played them so we we played them great right we played them to the wire so it's it's that's cool we can build on that and and then the other side is man screw that we we needed to win and and, and and me personally i'm tired of of the whole yeah but thing right like Good job, but yep. we lost. Like, that's getting on my nerves. Yep. So the Cowboys need to yep. find a way to win these games against good teams. And to it sounded like to me the players are in that locker room saying the same things. We don't come into these games expecting to lose. We come in here expecting to beat them. And they, and they, and honestly, they came out and played that way. They came out and played that way. Now, just find a way to be winners and not losers against these good teams. You know, so so you're the right. The, the things, culture I can change did, with a quarterback. Did
5: you did, Did you see the stat to whereas a team that, like with Tampa Bay, would lose the turnover battle? I said that on Friday.
0: That's the thing. The Cowboys find ways to lose. The only team in NFL history, the only team to win, losing the turnover battle by three, giving up 450 yards, and uh, I think it was another one, I think maybe time of possession or something like that, and still win. The only team in NFL history. That continues to happen to Dallas. They find ways to lose.
5: And if, if 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 you look at the penalties, I mean, I look at it at this standpoint. You know, to me, if I'm a Tampa Bay fan, I'm I'm pissed at some of these penalties. The, the, oh, the face they were. that wasn't there, or whatever. And man, we yeah, we and so we got a lot of favorable calls, so we can't look at that push off. That's a that's a judgment call. Yeah, it can go either Maybe, way. Bird, I barely, barely talked
0: not... about that on Friday. I didn't talk about. The yeah, it's I didn't no team talk talking that. about that. No they yeah. don't talk about that yeah. because because, because the Cowboys could have won it. That that game. <laughs>
5: yeah, game. That's just excuses. Yeah, we should uh, have won a game. That's just excuses. It's some play calling that could have win. We probably could have ran the ball a little bit, ran that clock down. We do have Tom Brady and the same thing with Rogers. will. Let me Kim, tell y'all. We
0: I went back. By the way, let me let me let me go ahead and start getting to these other calls, though, oh, brother. I appreciate you calling oh, me, as, you later, as always, B Bert. Yeah. All
5: right. Yeah.
0: Let let me real quick. I, and I got you guys 410-803-905. I see you. I'm gonna get to you. So I went back. I probably watched the game like three different times going back, and it's only broadcast. To wait for all twenty two. My my connect. I can find. But uh, <laughs> um, I went back and I watched that game. And we talk about running running the clock down on that last possession. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know that you, you really needed to. You did need to be a little bit smarter in getting out of bounds and things like that and incomplete passes. You had to make sure that you, you didn't get an incomplete pass or a sack. Uh, the penalties obviously killed us. But I'm going to tell you the play. The play that goes unnoticed in that, in my opinion, was C.D. Lamb's big catch. That big catch that got the Cowboys down to around the 30, 35-yard line. I don't know how long it was, maybe 30 yards or so. See, see, this is maybe where being a veteran comes into play. Ceedee Lamb ran out of bounds. If if he just cuts it up in field, the clock runs down to, at the very least, about a minute and 20-something seconds. And then the next play, you're under a minute. They eventually ran the ball, I think, once. And you go under a minute. So I think those are some, some things where you go back, you, you practice a two-minute drill in a situation where you got a quarterback like Tom Brady, you don't want to give him the ball back. CeeDee Lamb stays in bounds. You're, you're possibly talking about the Cowboys giving Tampa Bay the ball back with less than a minute to go. Or at least making them lose all, use all their timeouts, which they didn't have to use many. But nonetheless, you tick, 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 get the clock running down. So that play went under the radar. But when I went back and watched, I'm like, ah. I wish Buddy went out of bounds. I wish Buddy went out of bounds, and that could be young, inexperienced, just just still getting getting used to how these 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 tight games go. Uh, because the Cowboys played in a lot of tight games last year, but it was usually the defense trying to keep them off the field. Shout out to you guys in the chat. We three hundred in here deep. I appreciate you. If you are on Facebook, please share this thing. If you are on YouTube, continue to share and support and like right now. If you haven't liked it, just go on there, click that like button. It helps everybody out. It really does. It helps everyone out. And um, before I get back to the lines, let me real quick give you guys an update on what's happening here on the channel. Uh, A to Z sports live with myself will be Monday through Friday, Friday, 8am central ish. Y'all know me. <laughs> and then game day lives every game day. This Sunday, me and Jesse Ali will be back at Texas live during the game, pregame, postgame, halftime for the Chargers. And then A to Z primetime with Mauricio Rodriguez will be Thursday through Sunday. If I got did I get that right? S- Sunday through Thursday. Yeah, that's kind of backwards. Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. So make sure you check us out. All right, let's get back into the line. We got four one zero. What it is, what it do? Hello? Yep, 4 one what's up?
1: Um, I saw the the game, the Cowboys game. Yep. I saw it last night.
0: Okay. And what you think?
1: It was good. God did good. It's just like, I, I ain't no Tabby Bay fan. I don't like Tabby Bay. I like the Cowboys. If y'all won that game last night, I was like, yes, I want y'all to please beat these Taffy Bay. I was like, oh, my God. That was a win right there.
0: Yeah, it was close. It was close. but uh, it,
1: was, it, was, it was close.
0: You got to finish, if, though, bro.
1: If the quarterback, like, throw that ball down the field and get that game winner, he should have won that right there.
0: I feel you, man. I feel you. Let's see if they can get it done next time against a good team because these close finishes, we can't keep saying, oh, it was close. They got to finish against a good team, man. They got to finish.
1: Yeah, that, that was a great game. I saw that was a nice game.
0: It was, brother. It was. Hey, is, uh, so, I'm going to get to the next caller here, 803, but I appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you.
1: Okay,
4: nice knowing
0: you. Yep, have a go. Uh, 803, what it is, what it do. Get you in here.
6: What's going on, man? This is the freight train from South Carolina, baby. Gamecock Nation. The freight
0: train. What's up, man? Ga- hey, we need your Gamecock to come in there, uh, 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 Israel Mquama. We need him to get in there and make some plays, man. Dude, okay. It's funny how you
6: talk about all that. Here, this is the elephant in the room, man. What's up? What's the elephant? You sat there. They sat there and limited the snaps on uh, LVE mm-hmm. and on uh, Jalen Smith. Yep. So that lets me know that they have acknowledged something. The elephant in the room is Anthony Brown. <laughs> I've been watching these. I've been watching these uh, practices right now. I'm re- I'm recovering from pending surgery. So I'm laid up in the bed for the last two months. Mm-hmm. I only had the chance to watch watch this stuff over and over again, man. Here's the deal: Anthony Brown has been getting curb stomped in these practices. With the Nucci and all them guys have been want have been needing to pack their sacks to get a touchdown in practice. Guess who they've been going to? Anthony Brown. Said, oh, I I know I'm getting a touchdown over him. The bottom line is, the defense did well. Anthony Brown, Anthony, uh, Anthony did. It's, it's you got. It's time to get him off the field. I, we have not dealt with this stuff for since what 2016. It's, yeah. it's time. It's five years. He's not gonna get any better. He that was a complete rookie mistakes. I rather I rather lose with a rookie on the field, learning. That, you, yeah. threw, uh, you, you threw you threw digs on the field last year. That, that, you threw I, him, You you threw him. They threw him out there in the water, and they said sink or swim.
0: Brother, my, my whole opinion on, on the, the Anthony Brown versus any other young guy was just, just rip the Band-Aid off. Deal with the lumps that you're go- that's going to come with these rookie cornerbacks because I'd rather see if there's something there more than Anthony Brown at the beginning of the year. I get that they went up against Tampa, but so what at this point? Just let him take his lumps. Like he's, they're going to take lumps. In fact, I'm, I'd almost venture to bet that they would have probably performed better than A.B. did in that game. And it didn't, they need, and they didn't need him to do it every play. I, I just just one or two of those plays that didn't happen because of the ability of a Nation Wright or the ability of a Calvin uh, Joseph who was hurt so he couldn't play. But nonetheless, this this Maurice Kennedy really is the one I'm talking about here. But whatever, man.
6: Yeah. So my, I got one, one more thing before I let you go. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you go back one stop, go back and watch his film. He's too high. He can't turn. All I know is I thought Maurice Kennedy, man, he would he would have dealt with he would have dealt with Brown, man, and yeah. take take one of the touchdowns away. Yeah. Or take two because the game was over. Like I, I called in the other day, and I told you we should, we we should have beat them hands down. And if you I don't I don't care about the officials. I don't care about bad calls. You oh, got to beat people. Go up by 14 to 21 points. So where all that stuff don't matter. Yep. Every possession is important. Every possession. Yeah, like yeah. I told you, say it's time to get, um, it's time to get our running backs. You run the ball with them. You run the ball anyway. Eventually, that thing's gonna open up. Just like what happened with my with my game clock and dealing with East Carolina. I get running second second quarter and third quarter. You run the ball. you keep beating at them. Those are body blows. Eventually, you get some body blows and the head and the body's gonna follow, baby. This is Freight chain, big dog. I'm out.
0: Peace. Man, freight train, freight train be bringing the heat. Be bringing the heat. I appreciate the freight train for calling in, man. Um, I, I thought the game plan was fine. I, I didn't have a problem with the game plan with um Kellen Moore, because a lot of the run game was the short screens or the short tunnel screens, the short passes, the the, the easy letouts to the tight ends. A lot of that happened, and a lot of it, if you listen to Mike McCarthy, he said there were twenty eight run calls, but. I forget the term he used, but you, it's essentially that goes up there and sees if, if the numbers work, we'll run it. If they don't, there's a there is a solution call where we can get a quick dump off and we can get es- essentially an, an extended handoff. So we knew it was going to be tough to run because when the Cowboys ran, ran the ball against them, it didn't work. Uh, and you can't just continue to bash your head against the wall. So, uh, again, game plans, uh, styles make the fight. Right, isn't that how it goes? Right, that's what they say about boxing. The styles make the fights, and then this was one of those games where you weren't you weren't going to run the ball thirty five times against them successfully. And the quick stuff ended up doing what the running game you wanted the running game to do anyway: win time of possession and keep the Tampa Bay offense off the field. Cowboys won time of possession by ten, and they got a lot of first downs in that in that game. So I, I, the game plan was fine for Week One. I just wish. 88 stayed in bounds. That's all I'm saying. Which eighty eight stayed in bounds. Uh 905. What it is, what it do? 905. What's up, man? I got you, Professor O. Uh, I'm good, man. It's Monday. Feeling good. Starting off the week out strong. Y'all y'all killing it right now. Oh, sorry.
4: Comment. Uh, so what I'm thinking is just because the opening game, this is a big change from Garrett as where we've seen Garrett would have been 20 times into Vita Vea for 40 yards. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 that's true.
4: So I'm hoping Kellen Moore is going to learn from that Chaz Green situation because that was Jason Garrett, and at that time, they didn't want to put Martin out to tackle either. So I'm hope they're probably going to do Niseki first, but let's see how you can game plan it. We're going to probably run a lot of uh, 21 now with Gallup out. With the two tight ends, put them over there, getting Bosa's way. Tyron looks good, so you can trust him on the backside. So I'm hoping, game plan wise, have Pollard in the backfield, and make the defensive end have to think about him, or whatever way they're going to do it. But I think there's a lot of ways to overcome it, and hopefully, Lyle stays in shape and comes back ready to roll.
0: Well, let's let's hope let's hope he learns from Terrence Steele, not 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 necessarily uh, Chaz Green, because last year offense coordinator was was Kellen Moore, and last year for whatever the hell reason he kept putting Terrence Steele on an island. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you have to double-team that right side every single snap, but when you're going up against a guy like Joey Boso or you're going up against a Miles Garrett and your, your offensive tackle is Naseki or Steele, you cannot continue to go uh, one-on-one in crucial moments. Crucial moments are third downs, right? Like, you, you just can't do that. And I understand that it may... It, it may make your team not necessarily one-dimensional, but you can dictate, the offense can or defense can dictate what you want to do, but so be it. This is one of those situations where, okay, yes, I got to keep a tight end or running back in to help block, but my guy, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Blake Jarwin, or whomever, can beat your guy, and I'm going to count on that. So they're going to have to give these guys help. If they don't give them help, it's malpractice.
4: Oh, absolutely. And also, when the, uh, you guys were talking about Zach Martin before and last year. Yeah. So for me, just trying to look at it from a player's point of view. I think last year, by the time this is, they're asking him to move to tackle, he is the best guy left on the team. And he's probably saying, I'm going to move out there for what reason? Like, I'm blocking Dalton and Gilbert and all these guys. And really, what's? he's not going to risk that. But for me, I think when I always look at offensive linemen, those guys are the, have to be the biggest team guys in the room. Like, I don't, There's no oh, yeah, yeah. individual to them. So for me, I have no question. When Dak's there and he knows this team has a chance of doing something good, I think Martin will move to right tackle in a, in a second. But I think the coaches are going to try and slow play it. They probably don't want to do it right away, and that's probably how it'll go. But I think if anything ever happened down the line where we don't have a left or something happens to a left or right tackle and we're in the playoffs or something, I have no doubt that they'll go Zach Martin and put McGovern and get your best five
0: out there. That, that that's a good point you make up about the playoffs. They could also be looking at this as, oh well, it's just five games. If 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 the Cav- if we can get through five games without uh, moving Martin out to right tackle, then then cool, we'll we'll just deal with it because obviously Lyle will be back. But if it is the playoffs, yeah, I, I don't know how you, you go into the playoff game like, ah, you know what, Terrence still be fine. Like, nah, nah, man. You you, you got to put Zach out there because it's one and done. So that's that's a good point.
4: Yeah, and I like what you brought up about the CD going out of bounds. Because to me, in the end, uh, there was a lot of uh, good and bad from that game, both sides. Yeah, I yeah. think if we would have won, Tampa could have said they could have won. It went both ways. Uh, but too many yeah. mistakes. Like Jordan Lewis, good thing we got the fumble. You got to stay in the end zone. That's 15 yards you cost right there. You know, you, that's the difference of maybe us scoring on that drive. Who knows? Yeah. So, that one, and then CD fielding the punt inside the ten. Like Die. I thought, it was just like anything, insi- anything the inside the ten, just get away from I it.
0: I thought I was the only one. I I literally turned to Jesse while we're watching the game. I said, Jesse, do you make that? Like, what's the what's the call there? What's the rule there? And he said, No, I, I would have let that you know go go over my head. He, he fielded it at the five yard line. <laughs> we we called a fair yeah. catch for it. at that point. Just let it, just let it bounce. You know, let it bounce. See what yeah, happens. For me,
4: for me, the CD on punt return is getting the Dez treatment. He is only going out there if the other team's punting from their end zone, inside the Right. right. right.
0: Why would you put him back there to fill the punt when you're pushed back? Like, put Cedric in. And they did that at one point. Cedric was there, and they, they flip-flopped, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is. The only time that CD should be back there, and I'm okay with CD being back there, is just that when you know that your your team, the opposing team, is backed up and you're going to have room to go.
4: Yeah, exactly. And I like opening up against the Bucks just because, and like we're talking about the mistakes, for me, the rest of the guys on that team, they can't look at what Dak did and not think that if they correct their mistakes, there's the difference of this team winning. So you got Jarwin, next time that block is there, you better bet you're going to get there. You know, Jordan Lewis, the takeout, you know, hopefully they're going to like notice how much they got to step it up and They've seen Dak out there, and they know anything is possible as long as everyone does their job, kind of thing. Bill Belichick, I guess.
5: Yeah.
0: Hey man, appreciate the call. This is a really good call, man. All
4: right, thanks, guy. Have Thank a good
0: you. Have a good day. Uh, yeah, he he made some really good points there. Um, Jordan Lewis also like like I he had the pick, almost returned it. Probably should have returned it. When I went back and watched, um, fumble recovery. Like Jordan Lewis, kind of everyone called him the ball guy, right? Kind of came back into being that ball guy who was finding the ball. But I'm going to keep being with you guys because you know I do. Jordan Lewis in coverage was was not all that that great. Um, better than Anthony Brown. <laughs> and honestly, just put Jordan Lewis out there if you're scared to move Maurice Kennedy out there, which is ridiculous. But, man, I really wish Kennedy could be the CB2 because he's just more physical than both of those guys. And, and evident – on that, that Godwin. Like, you have to know your matchup, right? Godwin's a physical guy. Mar, Mar, uh, Evans is a physical guy. These guys are going to beat you with finesse. And Jordan Lewis, Godwin is 6-3, right? Big dude. Jay 5 five ten, Long arms, but he's not physical Five ten. You know who is? Maurice Kennedy. Promise you, go watch the tape. Dude, just a physical cornerback. I almost would have rather there had been a holding call than to give up that catch. And I'm not blaming J. Lou, but you see the difference where the physicality comes. Godwin can just muscle. He's too little, dog. Get off of me. And I'm not even going to sit here and and, and whine about that call. Was it a push off? Absolutely. Was Jordan Lewis getting handsy too? Absolutely. just ain't big enough. He a mouse in the house. There was two mouse in the house guys, in my opinion. J. Lou and Anthony Brown. J. Lou played better than Anthony Brown. But he, he, he not, he's not—he's just too little against those dudes. Just too little. I, I need to see more Maurice Kennedy against these number two cornerbacks. And if you're not going to do number two, at least number three. But there's no doubt in my mind, 30 should be on the bench. No doubt in my mind. A lot of people talking about CD. Yeah, CD, he even, he'll tell you. I had an up and down game. I didn't have the greatest game. Uh, it was weird because he would make a play. <laughs> He'd mess up, he'd mess up, then he'd make a play. It was a very strange game for CD. We finished with seven catches for over 100 and a touchdown. I just wish he would have stayed in bounds. Jacob, look, look, yeah, Jacob, we're going to be talking about these matchups. He says, and I'll show you guys here, Mike Williams, 6'5", Keenan Island, 6'3". Both possession guys, both physical wide receivers. Justin Herbert can get them the rock. He can get them the rock. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. All right. So we're going to move forward here and get into some stock up, stock down. I see the phone lines are back on here. Uh, and before we do that, I'll ask you guys, coming out of this game, because we're still talking about the game, whose stock is up, whose stock is down. I, I have my opinions on some guys, um, and, and we'll get to that. But let me jump into the phone lines. I think we got our guy, Professor O, in the building. What's up, Professor O? Good morning, brother. How are you?
7: I'm doing well. Beautiful day here in Atlanta, so all good. Yeah, by the I way. Have, I have uh, two things I wanted to chat with you. Go ahead. Yeah, what's real up, quick.
0: Man? I don't know if you if you watch WWE, but your guy in Atlanta, um, Trey, or not Trey, what's his name? What's the cat's name of the place for the Hawks? Uh, escaping me right Trey now. Trey Young. Trey Young. Yes, Trey Young. He returned back to New York as a heel on WWE, I which that. I thought that was, was hilarious. But anyway. Go yeah, ahead. he owns
7: Madison Square Garden. Right. So. That
0: was okay. funny. I, I like that. <laughs>
7: Yeah, uh, well, um, Atlanta, all the Hawks fans are excited. He's, like, our our first legit superstar we've had since Dominique. So, I mean, we've had some good players, but he's, like, you know. He's
0: a star, That man. guy. Dude's but a star. I had
7: two things for you. So, when we're talking about Collins being out and moving Zach Martin over, obviously that's my go-to as well, but I don't think they're going to go that route in listening to McCarthy speak. He mentioned Ty and Terrence, and you can kind of dive in and maybe read a little bit too much, but he did mention Ty first. And then another thing that I noticed was during preseason, aside from the Jacksonville game, Ty was the starting left tackle in three games out of the four. Um, And then when they started Steele after a few series when the offense was basically stagnant, they swapped them again. So I think is going to be their go-to, although I know fans aren't excited about that. So my opinion, and I want to get from you, is the way I think they counter, because you're not going to be able to double constantly. You're going to have to have him block and hold up in the NFL so my thought is if we're going to go with more tight ends on the field with Gallup being out, you're going to have Dalton Schultz chip before releasing, and that helps mitigate the speed issue that Inseki struggles with. Gives him a second to kind of recoup and get his steps in before the speed rushers get to him. Obviously, he's going to have to hold his own blocks, but that's where having a back like Zeke comes in handy. So yeah. what are your thoughts? Is that where you think they're going to attack it or what's
0: your strategy if you're the Cowboys so, so this may and it, it depends right I have to go and look at who is oppo of Joey Bosa because if, if they elect to continue mm-hmm. to run Joey Bosa against Tyron Smith I will live with that all day right like Joey Bosa is a dynamic right. rusher but if they're smart just, why would I do that I would just literally put Joey on the other side and rush at their the awful backup tackles the Cowboys have so to to mitigate that there could be a and I hate to say this because I watched a little bit of the game and the Chargers are susceptible on the ground, but this may be a game where Zeke may have to be Zeke of the Tampa game where he's staying in to block, where he's helping Great. on that right side. And they have to be on the same page, though, because we've seen sometimes where Zeke may attack the inside and the right tackle is expecting help on the outside and it doesn't work. Or Zeke is on the outside and they're expecting help on the inside and it doesn't work. Lyell, Zeke. Tyron Zeke, they have that chemistry. They don't necessarily need to say anything, and it works. This isn't Tyron Secky, right? He's never played with right. Zeke, so there could be some issues communication wise. And we heard that Dak say Zeke helped him out with um, blitz adjustments. So I hate, I really hate to say that, but th- it may just be one of those games where Zeke is standing in to help that right tackle more often than not. But absolutely, you got to keep keep Jarwin or Schultz in the chip. I will tell you this on that final drive. You know who the tight end was out there? It, it was Schultz. The,
7: the tight end on the final drive? Was it Schultz? It was Schultz. I mean, so, he's a better blocker. It's not a massive difference, but it's noticeable. So, yeah, and and again, you just tell Schultz, hey, hit him in the ribs, release. Hit him in the ribs, release. Eventually it's going to wear him down or it's going to slow him down, and that's going to give Inseki at least a better chance to get his set in before and in, you can you know taking advantage, and of you so. can
0: slide protection that way, right? Or to make it to make it make more obstacles for Joey Bosa to come through. But I, what I need to do is study up on who the opposite, who that other guy is. I looked yesterday, but I didn't study any tape um, on, on who 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 are those guys that are going to be rushing um, opposite of Joey Bosa because if they're not if if they're not as good, if they don't have a speed element or a power element, and they're just kind of just guys, then you can say woof, I can live with that. But, again, if they're smart, there's just no way in hell I'm going to line up Joey Boso and Tyron Smith play after play. Why, why would you do that?
7: Right. And then the second thing I have for you, and if anybody in the chat's not aware, our guy Sky is a former defensive back, so that's why I'm coming to him on this. My a safety guy. Were you surprised? Were you surprised at how much man we played against Tampa? We were in man 62% of the snaps, which, again, for context, in 2019 and 2020, only one team in the league ran man more than 50%. So it's a heavy zone. That's a
0: heavy man, Just because
7: it's so difficult. So when you play 62% against a team with three wide receivers and two tight ends like that, I I was pretty surprised that they did that. Now, when you have a guy like Diggs who can shadow, I get it. But when you have guys like Brown and Jordan Lewis, I don't want them in man, especially not that heavy. Um, And my thought process is because they have KZ, they feel a little bit more comfortable having that single high safety that can help out. But that's asking a lot for guys like Anthony Brown to cover Antonio Brown, who's a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver talent-wise. In man coverage, it's just not going to hold up. So I'm wondering if their adjustment is maybe switching to something like pattern match. So you have that man if needed if they go deep, but you're more zone concept if they don't go deep. What are your thoughts? Because my first takeaway watching the game is I'm like, man, we're playing a lot of man coverage. I'm not sure why we're doing this. And that's not what Dean Quinn's done historically. So I don't know if that was more a game plan just for that game. I was just about to or say if that's game what they're going to do going that, yeah. forward.
0: But what are your thoughts? I think it's it's a game plan. It's a week to week. And I'm glad to see this on both sides of the ball. It's a week to week thing. Now they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong this week right. on going on that week on going a lot of man with Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown going up against these other guys. But I'm not mad at the attempt because you got a lot of blitzes. And and that that was a time where you got Tom Brady. Out of his spot. You know what I mean? Now, did he throw a touchdown on, on the Blitz? Yes. He, he had some success against the Blitz as well. But I don't think you'll see that every week. I think you'll see some some week-to-week type of things. And that's good. That's all I want. I want I want to see this team be able to game plan from week to week. But Tom Brady has seen it all. So you kind of got to come in different. And maybe Tom Brady came into this game expecting a lot of zone, and they flipped it on him and went, man. And the problem is they, he found mouse in the houses. Like he just kept finding them. I, he just kept finding Antonio Brown in the first half. He just kept dumping it straight to uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski. I th- Godwin had a good game, so I'm not going to knock Godwin, but it was like big plays, right? Like Mike Evans yeah. was erased in in a way. And I would prefer to see a little bit of – I'm a zone blitz guy. I love zone blitzes. I love the, the Don Capers back in the day, the Dick LeBose. Uh I, I love that type of style. But if we read the T-Leaves, Professor O – what did Dan Quinn say? What did Mike McCarthy say coming into the year? We're going to be a lot of man. He said that. Right. He said he said that going into dra- the draft, we got to find guys who are long, athletic and can play man cuz we're going to play a lot of man. So maybe we should have kind of prepared ourselves for it, but um mm, I just wish they could have mixed it up a little bit more and made Tom Brady beat you dink-dunk dink-dunk down the field um with with zone blitzes uh I, now, that's, that sounds funny because at first I was like, you know what, just beat me, right? But mm-hmm. you have to tell me, was it more man because of the blitzes or was it just straight-up man across and they weren't sending an extra rusher?
7: Well, I think it's because Brady is a zone killer. I mean, he, when you're a high-level quarterback like that, you're going to pick zone apart. And if mm. you're trying to get pressure on him, ideally you have, you're have you pressing at the line, so you're not giving empty release, which I was a little bit frustrated about that early in the game, but they did make that adjustment I was like, why you can't blitz and play off. He's just going to beat you. <laughs> He's going to throw the ball before you get to him. And then in the second half, they kind of adjusted to that. But, yeah, I, I think the idea behind it was if you play man coverage, you're going to give less separation, less open throws. And if your pass rush is able to get home quicker, Brady's going to have to force the ball into coverage. But, see, unfortunately, Brady's Brady and that guy, so it didn't work. But and, I get the idea behind it. And that's the thing.
0: A.B. and J. Lou, in my opinion, are not man guys right like like there, there there aren't guys where okay yes there's going to be not much separation on contested catches but they are 5'10 little dudes who aren't really good 50-50 ball guys and you're going up against a 6'5 you're going up against 6'7 you're going talking about the the tight ends OJ Howard uh Bray Godwin these guys are big even Antonio Brown who's not a big dude he's still a ball god in the sense that he can go up and get it mm-hmm. so i personally think Jay Lou is better facing And Anthony Brown is obviously better facing the quarterback. They decided to take a chance. Um, But if they're going to take those chances, take those chances and go get Brady. Don't take the chances and just say, hey, we're going to go man across the board and send four. Send five and six and and make Brady beat you deep. Uh, If that's that's how they did it, I'm fine with it. But if they sat back and said, "Ah, we're just going to rush four and drop seven and man, somebody's getting open on the secondary.
7: Right. And then the last thing, and I'm going to hop off because I know you have other calls. Sure. We did see an adjustment in the second half. You and I chatted privately about the safety rotation. We saw a lot more J. Ron Curse in the second half than we did in the first half. I'm wondering if this is the week they're going to go more big nickel just because of the size of Mike Williams. I don't think you're going to want – if he moves into the slot, I don't think you want Anthony – well, obviously it won't be Brown, but right. I don't think you want Jordan Lewis matched up with him. You may see a little bit more Jaron Ron Curse or one of the bigger defensive backs just to kind of match up the size, although Mike Williams can run I through, didn't but.
0: see safeties one-on-one against those, those wide receivers, though.
7: No, we didn't see it week yeah. one. So, that's why I'm wondering if that's an adjustment we may see this week. So, just want to throw it out there, plant the seed, and, and kind of adjust. But appreciate you letting me call in. Um, great show as always, and I'll hop hey, off.
0: Thanks, man. Uh, I don't know if I want to see J-Rod Mike Mike. Like, like it's it's a catch-22. These are big receivers. You kind of got to try to match them in size is, is what Professor O was saying. But that's not that's not J-Ron Curse against Mike, Mike Williams is just as much as a, of a bad matchup as Anthony Brown or, or whomever. He that's not his forte. We did see a lot of big nickel. Um maybe at some point a McQuamble who has cornerback skills can come in and, and be that size guy. Uh I wonder what they'll do with Malik Hooker. But this just may be one of those games where you're gonna have to live with it. You're gonna have to live with Diggs, A B, and J Lou again, you know, against that size. Now Diggs, I'm fine with. And I'm not moving Diggs off of Allen, by the way. He has to fo- follow Keenan Allen. And we'll we'll get to all that. I don't want to get too far into that. But My- Mike Williams may be that mouse in the house. He may be another mouse in the house. And he doesn't need to be open. He just need to throw it up. All right, real quick, we'll get to uh nine five four and get into this stock up, stock down. Nine five four, what it is, what it do. All right. Matt from South Florida. What's going on,
2: Matt? Hey. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to call in and talk about the game, man. I I was watching the game when I was at work. It was frustrating Mm. because we should have, honestly, we should have won that game. Yeah. Probably should have won. And there were a few mistakes. And my key matchups going into that game was A.B., Gronk, and, and Chris Godwin. In, in that specific order, and they were the ones that ended up winning the game for Tampa. Yeah, I had to, had somebody in
0: here last week tell me, oh, Scott, you should go get an A.B. jersey. You keep talking about A.B. Uh, Yeah, he's good, and he's going up against Anthony Brown. Yeah, I'm going to talk about an- Antonio Brown, and now we see why. I don't think I've seen a guy come in here to talk about it, a- Antonio Brown now, but, yeah, brother, it, it's it's okay to talk about guys who are really dang good going up against guys who aren't.
2: But I, I i don't understand it i know i know it's politics i know it's politics and it frustrates me because they, they do it and they still want you to believe that the team's gonna they want they want to win but they purposely put guys that they favor out there i don't
0: They're know why but but, but, but but why are we favoring anton anthony brown like i don't, i don't i don't want to get my my emotions high because it frustrates me because this 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 position should have been addressed in free agency, not the draft. It, it, it was free. There were quality cornerback two-type guys out there in free agency that you go out there and you pair, you pair them with digs. You can still draft, if you want, you can still draft Kelvin Joseph in the second round and let him play slot. But I don't know, man. It's frustrating when you go into the season with Anthony Brown as your cornerback two. Like, what are you watching here? But anyway, I digress.
2: I uh, here- that reminds this off with the cornerbacks and not getting a free agents reminded me of the offseason when we were complaining about not getting in town Matthew, this Jarius Bird all pro safety in Tennessee the year that he was a free agent didn't even look at him I I don't understand why, fucking Earl Thomas so many good safeties has come come available so many backmen linebackers are problem linebackers come available this team purposely doesn't go after the guys that can actually make a difference, and they do, and, and instead they find somebody else at the same position that's not as good as, as a hush hire. Like as, yeah, we ask for that person, but they give us somebody else instead. Stephen Jones
0: is scared of free agency. He, he pretty much says it every year. I don't want to pay average players good money, good players great money. Whatever, dude. Just go get good players. Like that's what wins in this league. Like you got to get good players. Like you can't keep expecting your coaches to over to overcome bad players, and then you can't expect your good players to overcome bad coaching, <clears throat> Mike Nolan. So like you got to find a common middle ground. And I'm starting with good players. Like I, I don't. I'm sorry, AB a, ain't it. So let me go find a replacement. Jordan Lewis signed him to that three year deal. Why why not use that money and go get a better corner? Right, but again. I digress. We got another caller in here, Matt. You got one more thing for us?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna stir the pot a little before I for before, before I leave. You peeped Jalen had a good game, right
0: Sky? Uh, what what kind of good game? Please tell me what kind of good game Jalen
2: had. He, he had he did not. no from from the way how everybody was talking about how garbage and trash he was, how he couldn't change direction. He stopped for a net on that on that first on, on his first pass <laughs> that he caught. That was supposed to be. That was supposed to That
0: play was run to be first down. Oh, he said, I gotta God get my damn. Jalen takeoff. You know. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell hey, you. Me, let me, me tell you how good there. your boy Stop is. Him. They don't even want him on the field.
2: <laughs> they don't even want him on the field. That's, okay. and I, But, Sky, look at it. I, you cannot say he was not one of our top three performers at Lima there last year. No yeah. No 16 play, snaps. How much, how they
0: play. Man, get, get, boy. Doesn't it matter does not it it matter. Snaps, does? He, he he played 16, 16 snaps. snaps. I'm not about to sit here and and puff up Jalen Smith. He did what? What did he do? I'm not saying he was bad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But Jalen, what, what, what difference did Jalen Smith make on yes. on on Thursday? What difference did LVE make did on Thursday? Make? Did it make a difference? I don't know. If he,
2: LVE wasn't that – LVE was not that good on Thursdays. I'm not talking oh, about – I'm talking about how dude, bad everybody was trying to God, denigrate Jesus. Jalen. Dog, 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 just say you
0: love Jalen Smith. He's this amazing linebacker, but don't keep calling into this show trying to shove Jalen Smith down my mouth. I'm not going to take it, Matt.
2: You don't have to. I'm just saying you're going to see it. You're going to see it. What am I going to see? same thing I said about how – you're going you're gonna to see this guy. The film, the the game. See he's, gonna, he's what? gonna play and he's gonna be out there. You're gonna see that he's not as bad as you and everybody else say he is. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He's actually a starting quality
0: linebacker out in, in the league. Timeout. Didn't aren't you the same dude who sat here and said that the other guys were better?
2: Yes, they have better potential because because they don't have the limitations they don't have. I I admit that. They just don't have the experience and the knowledge to play it yet. That's why I'm okay with Jalen Sutton this year are going into next year while they learn mm. and get the experience in the game film, okay, make that transition. But you want to throw somebody new out there, and you've seen what happened on those play actions to Gronk, the play action to Chris Goblin over the middle. The young, inexpensive that's never play linebackers. Fam. They don't know how to read Fam. their feed. It's a play action. They don't know how to read. They don't know how. Oh Jesus okay, Christ! Okay, but at the same time, other, other other linebackers that are good, that are that even elite ones. They read the play action. They open up the correct way. They don't open up the don't, wrong way. Open up the wrong. Are you talking about? Are you time.
0: talking about the play that went viral on Twitter? That that Warren
2: Sharp said no, that. No, 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 not that. It happened numerous times in the game. So not let only me ask something. Let me ask something. Let me ask you something. Ask something. Ask you something.
0: Does that happen with Jalen Smith? Yes. <laughs> <It> <laughs> what the hell mean, are you talking about?
2: Does. It happens saying, with Jalen Smith. Not, not as frequently. Not as frequently. It it happens. It happens to all linebackers. Not as frequently. What what are you watching, dude? Dude, what are you? What are you watching? Jalen
0: Smith literally is a liability in coverage. That's a fact. Tell me I'm wrong, please. Try to tell me I'm wrong.
2: The stats show you wrong, Scott. All
0: I gotta do is show you the stats. Show show I'm wrong. Oh Jesus! You, yo, you know sack, what? I'm done. You, can't, you cap, cap, you it for, you cap for, you Jalen Smith, and it's ridiculous, o- fam. Man, don't come on this show talking about a said, said this about Jalen Smith, dog. Go ball watch
2: the tape. He has performed better. Oh, better than who? The stats who? are from the tape. The better than who? The stats are from the tape, and the tape, the tape, and the the tape and the stats shows that he statistically from the tape has performed better. And other linebackers that people want to trade Jalen for. That's from the tape that See? people who are professionals <sighs> as they're paid to watch it, that who the stats and break it down. They
0: they put, a put, a put d- it on paper though, huh? So 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 you telling me Jalen Wait, 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 let me ask you let me ask you this question. Is Jalen Smith one of the best cover linebackers in this league? Is Jalen Smith a good cover linebacker in this league?
2: He is an adequate
0: cover linebacker. I've never said he's, he's great. I've never said he's, he's all world. I'm saying that he's not bad. He's, he's better than people. I don't, people I don't, don't care if he's bad. Jalen Smith ain't it. That's my whole point. Jalen Smith is not the answer no, at I, linebacker. He yes, team. he does. I'm paying Jalen Smith to be it, and he ain't. This is okay, getting But why does he have to be? It? He can't be a piece. He can't be a key piece. When and I'm paying to you position. to be an elite player and you're at best average, this is what you're telling me. He's an adequate linebacker. I'm not paying you to be adequate, fam. I can go draft a guy to be adequate and have the potential to be better. What? I did that. You're not paying him. Yes, you, you aren't paying him nothing. That's yes, the Cowboys. You, you, Scott, aren't paying him nothing. Okay, I'm not okay, but you're speaking not for me. I'm speaking. I'm speaking okay, as the Cowboys. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not doing you this. I apologize, to y'all. I apologize to y'all. I'm not doing this with this dude. Every single time. Don't call into this show, Matt. Sitting here sucking Jalen Smith. Every single time, dude. Like, I'm not going to keep doing this to you. are not going to derail my shows like that. You will flat out just not be allowed to call into this show. Period. Point blank. Jalen Smith is your, thir- your third at best or fourth linebacker on this team. You even said that. You want to come on here after 16 plays, Every game and give him props, by all means, say Jalen Smith played well and leave it at that. But don't sit here and try to slam Jalen Smith down my throat like I haven't watched Jalen Smith for the last four years be at best an average linebacker. And I digress. Good Lord, this dude is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous with this Jalen Smith crap, man. I'm not sitting here saying he's the worst linebacker in football. I'm not. But don't try to come on here and tell me he's some—he's just this really damn good linebacker. He hasn't been. Point blank, period. And I apologize for 407 that's on the line. Go right ahead. DC,
8: Atomic Dog, what's going on? What's
0: going on, brother? Save us, please.
8: Yes, yes, yes. Well, well let me tell you, dude. I got a, a couple of things I want to get a chance to talk to you about. But the first thing I want to do is lower your blood, your blood pressure by talking some sense as far as Jalen Smith is concerned, one thing that we need to understand, and I'm not going to blow no Jalen Smith up here behind. Please do He did his job. For 16 plays, he did his job. He wasn't an all-pro or anything. He did his job. Thank you very much, 16 plays. Sit down on the bench. (laughs) Now, as far as as Jalen Smith is concerned, I really love Dan Quinn's philosophy. He's a chess player, and so he sees right now what his pieces are, what who can do what, and who should be in what situation. I honestly feel before the end of the year, Dan Quinn will, will switch Jalen from playing linebacker to a special pass rusher or third-down pass rusher because he can do that. He can get to the quarterback. He can, again, stop the run on the outside, and he can, again, make those type of plays. So I'm looking to see if Dan Quinn really looks at him and says, that's a move, because I, I honestly think that could save his career. Now, let's talk about some of the things that I really wanted yeah, to talk right. about and, and get, get you off the Jalen Smith uh, uh, vibe, if you will. Honestly, you talked earlier about man versus zone. Um, and, and last week, I think Dan Quinn gave Brown and Lewis a chance, okay? He's like, this is where I'm going. I'm going man. You guys started last year. I'm going to put you in, and let's see what happens. And guess what? They fell on their face. Basically, he now knows they are not the best options as far as man is man-on-man man is concerned. Now, if it's zone, it's a different story. The guys that are going to be his go-to for a, a man-to-man, I believe, is going to be right in candidate. Both bigger, both can stride, both can make tackles and make plays. And oh, by the way, when an interception comes their way, they can catch the ball. So they, something to keep your eye. Leave. yeah. I believe that's the way that they're going to go. Now, as far as um, the game is concerned, I was very impressed with the offensive line. Very, very impressed, especially Connor McGovern. Um I, I really thought that both Connors did great. Um, you know, they had a little issues uh, at times with Biatis. Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, with the, because they had those big guys coming up the middle. However, they held, they held their own, and, and again, Dax's uh, performance showed that. Now, honestly, as far as Collins is concerned, how do we replace him? Uh, you talked earlier about using Martin. I honestly believe the best five men on the field will be Martin at tackle and McGovern at guard because McGovern is proving he has the stability, the power, and being next to Martin, and Beyondish will give him the, the experience. I, I think that's that's your future left guard right there. Should be. Uh, and, and I could and I think, and don't shoot me on when I say this, but I think if he practices snaps all year long and next year, I think Connor Williams is going to be either bidding for a center or, again, showing people he can be the backup. Because he's got the power there in the middle. He's got better power than Biotis. Biotis is a better technician. Ah, so,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. you saying that you think Connor Williams could be the potential center moving forward?
8: Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes, yes. And here's the reason why I say that. Yeah. He again, he has the good feet. He has the power. He has the flexibility. Oh, However, boy. the thing he does not have right now is the overall thing that everyone says about him is his snaps. They don't say that he can't block. They don't say he don't know how to make the calls. They don't say again he can't. You know, he's not good at pass blocking or whatever.
0: So I would disagree with you totally that he has the, that he has the power. He still struggles with mm-hmm. with power. And I wonder if he would struggle more with power at center because center, you're kind of worrying about – he even said it. You're worrying about a whole bunch of different things before you snap the ball, and then you got to snap it so you're already at a disadvantage. Um, I, I, I think that they should get a – if Tyler Biotis is not the answer moving forward, which he struggled in that game, and, and, I'll, and I'll give him a mulligan, right, because you're going up against Biotis – I'm sorry, you're going up against Vita Vea, and you're going up against Dominic and Sue. Sure. You Struggle with those yeah. boys. Uh, but we'll see how he, f- he fares the rest of the year. Um, but I don't think – if Tyler biash isn't your guy, then I don't believe the center is on this team moving forward. I I, I can't see it right now. I can't see it. What, what did you see from Connor Williams to show that he's a center?
8: I got you. Well, you know what? I mean, give, give this guy some time, but I think Farniak is going to show you something. Now, yeah, that last yeah, season, yeah. Season game, He's really showed something, and I think next year in training camp, I about he is yeah. going to. Yeah, he, he, I think he's going to give him a run for the money as far as starting center is concerned.
0: Yeah, you know, I really,
8: I really do think, so. and I think that Beatrice will may move out to guard.
0: That's a good point. And that's
8: he, he's not so bad there. So I think that, and again, the good thing about this is we're seeing them in action. We're seeing the good and the bad and the ugly of it, and they're taking note of this. These guys are still young, and they can make the change. Uh, now, as far as San Diego is concerned, I believe our game plan should be fifty percent run because I watched that
1: game yesterday. They got
0: some runs think. off on them, yeah. Well, we're gonna yeah. get we're gonna get into the into the Chargers game uh, later this week, brother. But but yeah, they definitely got some some runs okay. off. Okay.
8: Okay. Then my next point is Ceedee Lamb. Look, you can catch all these acrobatic, <laughs> uh, 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 out of this world, you know, catches. But you can't catch a simple fat right in your hands. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. need to you need to stop all this acrobatic practicing and all this acrobatic catches and get on the jugs machine, my friend, because you are eighty-eight. You are wearing that number eighty-eight. Don't drop balls, not like that.
0: Yeah, Jay Holly. Jay always says the reason why he makes these acrobatic catches is because he doesn't generate the separation that Amari a Cooper does, and and sometimes he's right about that. But to be the number one, you got to make routine catches. It's not a it's not a mistake exactly. why Amari Cooper just racks up the catches and yards because he makes the routine catches and routine plays mixed in with the spectacular plays. So, yes, yeah, CD's gonna have to learn right. learn from that, and uh, hopefully these drops don't continue because he's spectacular. But now. We're we're talking about drops. Last year was his his problem, and first game he had three drops.
8: Critical drops, and I'm talking about a drop. It's not just a drop pass and, okay, we got another down. A drop that leads to an interception?
2: Yeah. Come on,
8: man. And remember, everybody was bragging about him when um, Amari was out during preseason. Oh, he's doing this. He's burning everybody in practice. I kept saying Cooper was the wide
0: receiver one, but, yeah, there was a lot of of, uh, C.D. Lamb. And he he did look spectacular without Cooper out there, but – some, it, people just kind of just put Amari Cooper to the side and, and don't realize the dude yep. is, is, is an elite wide receiver in this league, period.
8: Yeah. And so now my last point I wanted to talk about was um, the Dallas philosophy, if you will. Stephen Jones right now <clears throat> looked at the team and basically said, Dad, sit down. I'm going to rebuild this. Because 20-some-odd years of not having a Super Bowl champion in Dallas is a travesty. And so what he did is he took a hard look at teams' like the New England Patriots, okay, as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when it comes down to free agency and building a team, they're taking the Pittsburgh Steeler model. Mm -hmm. They are not overpaying for free agents. They'll draft good. They'll cycle them through. As soon as 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 you turn around and think you need a little bit more money, uh, we draft another person. (laughs) And they ain't playing. And so, I mean, I might give a couple of guys some money, but for the most part, you look at New England. As soon as you raise your head up and say, "I need more money," goodbye. <laughs> you yes, know, look at Hightower. But see, I, I, I'll, I'll give Hightower you coming back.
0: I'll give you the Pittsburgh. Ref- I'll give you the Pittsburgh consp- comparison. I've never seen him come out and say that about Pittsburgh. But I have seen him come out and say, "We're trying to be like New England," which I thought was baloney. Because if you're really trying to be like New England, you would understand that New England actually makes free agent additions. They don't just draft yeah. people and that's just that. They actually go get a Daryl Rivas, a Stephon Gilmore. Uh, you know what I mean? They actually go out and get players in free agency, Rodney Harrison, and I can go on and on and on. They draft well, yeah. sure, but they also say, you know what, I'd rather go pay for this guy to be great at this position so we can have a better chance. So it's funny that he says, oh, we want to be like New England. No, you don't. You don't really want to be like New England. You just want to say that because New England is great. Yeah. So I think Dallas and Stephen Jones have to have to be able to find that balance of okay yes, we want to build through the draft as you should, but to make your team better right now, you sometimes have to go out and get a quality free agent and stop being cheap in that aspect in my opinion.
8: And you know and you're absolutely right. And and I think again this window of opportunity is pressing upon them that issue because Jerry's not any as young as uh, he used to be. This ain't twenty-five or so years ago exactly. when he first bought the team. Exactly. And so again, if he wants to win another team or a championship, rather, before he, he expires, if you will, um, they got to make some moves. You got to go for broke, if you will, as far as yeah. free agency is concerned. How do you not? Uh, 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 my my man, who was a safety in um in Seattle, who they wanted to get last Adams? year, Adams. Oh, no, 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 not Adams. Adams was with the Jets, then went right. to. But the guy who, who was oh Earl Thomas, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, come on, man, dude, yeah. stop running around.
1: If you knew <laughs> I mean, okay, you even got worse, guys
0: who have I'll, uh, worse than Earl Thomas because Earl Thomas was a little bit older and had off-field issues at one point. The, the worst one is Tyran Matthew. They literally came out publicly and said he's not a scheme fit. What? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Didn't make him that's, a scheme fit. Great. I mean, th- that's goofy. Yeah, exactly. He's a great player. Make him a scheme fit, but hey, dog, appreciate the call. This was a great call, man. But one more, one more, one more point, if I can.
8: As far as the yeah. offensive line is concerned, um, I honestly feel when you're talking about free agency again, why wouldn't you at least bring Okung in and take a look
0: at him? Oh, there's He's a got to be better yeah. than Steel. Well, I think at this point, what they're doing is saying we're rolling with our. guy. <laughs> I hate to say it, we're rolling with our guys. Steel and and oh, Knight gosh. have been here. So, yeah. Russell yeah, Cooley, well, he, he's not well, all that good either, though. I mean, he's, just to be honest, he's got to be better than Steel. There's some, <laughs> there's, there's, there's guys out there that Is are that better, he... though. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And, there's and other, there's thing, guys out there. When
8: you talk there. about free agency, when you talk about free agency and talk about needing the seize the day, if you will, that's the type of move you need to make. You need to stop playing around and go get a solid tackle so that your offensive line is solid, whether your starters are in there or not. That's the only way you're going to win a Super Bowl, either this year or next year. And uh, thanks for taking my, my call, man.
0: Hey, appreciate you calling in, brother. Appreciate you calling in. All right, let's All get right. to sure, bro. some stock up. And I got you uh, 254 in a quick second. I appreciate my guy for, for, for getting, like he said, I'm going to calm you down a little bit, because my goodness. I got to deal with this Jalen Smith shit more often, bro. I mean, what are we doing? <sighs> Thank you. So somebody earlier had asked me. I seen it in the chat before that ridiculous Jalen's crap just derailed everything. Who would I have one out and signed before I get to the stock up? There was some good cornerbacks. I featured them. If you go way back in my in, in the archives here, there were some really good cornerbacks that I featured. It was the Hilton Mike Hilton, who I liked, Cal Fuller ended up coming, coming of becoming available. Obviously, William Jackson a third. I mean, there, there were guys out there, Shaquille Griffin, JC Jackson was up for on the trade block. There, there, was, there was a lot of people out there that I would have signed oh, that could have been better than Anthony Brown. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just being I'm just keeping it real. And, and we know that. We all know that. But nonetheless, stock up guys for me. Trevin Diggs absolutely shut down Mike Evans. We didn't really touch on him much on Friday, but I got to give a, a big shout out to Trevon Diggs. He, if or Trevon, I'm probably saying it wrong, whatever Diggs. He's the guy that if he can shut down half of a field, that's going to help you out tremendously. And that's kind of why I wish I had the all 22 to see how, how did Quinn play it? If he saw that Diggs was playing that well, because if Diggs can eliminate one part of the field or one side of, of, of the field per se, then I'm moving the safety coverage over the top of the other guy. So maybe that's how you can help out an Antonio Brown or, or I'm sorry, an Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. Diggs lined up across from Mike Evans on 39 of 47 of, of his 47 routes, according to next gen stats. That's 83%. He allowed one catch for 10 yards on three targets. And he was in press coverage over half of his routes. He was absolutely shut down. Amari Cooper, we just talked about it with the caller. Stock way up. It's not like his stock was down, but I don't know what it is with people that that just kind of dismiss this guy. Uh, Some people are saying, oh, you know what? Sign Michael Gallup, get rid of Amari Cooper, money, whatever. Amari Cooper is a straw that stirs the drink offensively in regards to the passing game. 13 receptions on, I believe, 15 targets, 139 yards, two touchdowns. When that target... Targeted Amari Cooper. He had a pass rating of 139. Eight first down receptions. I mean, it's come on, man. Elite. Amari Cooper is elite. Point blank, period. And then Connor McGovern. I think he filled in admirably for Connor Williams. I'm sorry, for Zach Martin. He only allowed three pressures on the day and had a, if you're into PFF grades, his PFF grade was 76.3 uh, against the pass. So, and that goes all the way back to the beginning of the show. Put your best five out there, and I think the best five includes Conor McGovern and Zach Martin. I do. All right, we'll get the two five four five eight five, and then we'll wrap it up here. Two five four, what it is? What it do? Two five
9: four, what's
0: up? Yo. Yeah, you, you you're a little bit delayed, brother. You might have to turn the house down. Can you hear me?
9: Oh, okay. Can you hear
0: me? Yeah, but I can hear the echo in the background. But what's up? Oh, let me turn you
9: off. Hey, Scott, is that better, man? Yep, yep. I got you, brother. Hey, Scott, we lost by two points with A.B. on the field guarding A.B. <laughs> you know what we need to do with Jalen? Give Jalen as a cowboy's polo with some water bottle and send him out there to Michael Parson and give him some water. I don't want to see Jalen for 16 plays. He can't stop a high school running back. He can't get off a high school blocker. He I, has I, I, don't,
0: I don't know, man. I don't know what the fascination is with that guy with Jalen, man. And it's weird because a lot of the things that I've been saying, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's not. He's not the. He's not that good. He's he's better than LV. I don't care if he's better than LV. I don't.
6: I don't think he J- ain't that good. D-
0: that, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't understand Come the thing, on, bro. We like see, I don't.
6: We see, we see the future in Keanu Neal uh-huh.
9: and Michael Parsons. Let's develop a cocks up, and that's our future. Get At this point, a- I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, get rid of AB, but the dude trash. Right now, to do is trade right now, hey, hey, we can't, we can't leave him on an island out no. there by himself. KZ is. He doing good over the top, but damn, if you get deep by twenty yards and your safety on the other side of the hash, it ain't nothing
0: that you can do. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying, you know, it was if it was Antonio Brown. Sure, it was Antonio Brown. Next week, it might be Mike Williams or or Keenan Allen. They're going to find a way to match up their best receiver. It ain't on- going to get no worse. It's not. Yeah, it's not it going to
9: get no worse than Antonio Brown.
0: I mean, you mean better. You mean it's <laughs> not? Yeah, I mean, here's my thing. They're going to find ways to get good guys on Anthony Brown. Like, it's just going to happen. Teams are going to see the mouse in the house, and they're going to scheme it up. And I don't trust him to be able to hold his own against good receivers or good schemes. I just don't think he's that good. Like, he's their fourth type of corner, and he's playing that cornerback too. That's scary.
9: That is scary. Scary. There's too many good options out there right now, right now. Now, instead of just risking our our season, and it's not risking our season, I don't want to sound bad, but damn, we get picked on every play by Antonio Brown getting picked on every play. What do you expect? It's a risk. Jalen Smith out there for – I don't give a damn if it was eight plays. That's a risk. We need to put our best guys out there. We've seen last year the coaching staff is scary. They don't know how to make adjustments, Mike McCarthy that is if not a good adjustment player. Dan Quinn came in there and changed this around. I'm hoping that it's just week one where he's like, okay, yeah, it's time for you to go. CD, man, CD was going up against these guys all summer long. So those drops, nah, I blame him, but then I don't. He made up for it. If you say cut a yeah. Marty Cooper and cut Michael Gallup, you're not a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that makes sense. We, were, we were nothing a couple years ago when we had Alan Hearn, Michael Gallup, Whoever else was running out there, and we talking about, oh, we need to get that hill. Now we got that hill. We trying to get rid, of, get rid of one of them. Well, CD come can't, on, but, God,
0: but C- CD can't have those drops all year like that. That can come back and bite the Cowboys in the butt. Kind of did in week one, but uh, we, CD well, will be fine. We know that's not
9: gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Hey, I appreciate this guy. I've
0: been watching, man. I
9: appreciate you for taking my call. dog.
0: Hey, I appreciate you calling in. It's a good call. Thanks, man.
9: Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. I'll get to you here in a quick second. Five. Uh, I think that's Reek. I'll get to you in a second, Reek. Listen, <laughs> just like the caller before that guy said, Jalen did his job. That's that's it. Like, I, and that's fine. I want him to do that. Just do your job. Do you really want to see Jalen Smith out there for 90% of the snaps right now? No. You don't. I don't. I don't think anybody with a brain really wants to see Jalen Smith out there for 90% of the snaps right now. No, but just go out there when, and he's going to play 20, 25, 30% of the snaps. Just do your job, do your job, cool. And I, and I and I appreciate the caller after that caller coming in and saying, hey man, listen, he did his job and that's that. That's all, that's all it is. Don't sit here and try to shove my guy down my mouth like he's this all pro or something. He's got better this and that than, than uh, Jalen Smith and pass coverage is not that good, Period. I don't care if he's better than whoever linebacker you want to say. I'm targeting that man every time. And be honest with you, if I'm a quarterback, I'm likely targeting linebackers anyway. That's not their forte, right? I digress. 585, what's up, Rick? 585, is this Rick? Yeah, what up,
1: man? What's going on? What up, Cool we'll man, cool man. Yeah, I just want to uh, put my two cents in on that, man. Yeah, Jalen Smith doesn't deserve to be on the field like that, bro. We need to let this rookie get his feet wet, so he can see, so we can really see what he' gonna do. There's because no, there's no chance
0: in hell he needs to be on the field more than Micah. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying because I feel like Micah shouldn't be coming off that field because he's he's losing reps. He's losing, like you know what I mean, like. He's a young dude. He's not getting tired like that. He He's he trying to learn, and they messing his learning curve up by I keep switching Jalen and Jay, uh, uh, LVE in and out. Like And throwing them off, I can tell they're throwing them off. You know what I mean? Because uh, the reason I say that is because, like, that pass, that time already through, he was hitting the ground. He was falling to the – he shot a fadeaway, oh, yeah, a fadeaway uh, throw yeah, to, the, to the, the sideline and put it there.
0: Yeah, Micah couldn't come on, man. Are you talking about – oh, which one are you talking about? Where, where Fournette caught that jump ball? Mm-hmm, right. yeah. That was on Micah, though.
1: That was unbelievable. Yeah, I know. That was unbelievable. But, I, but my thing is like this. Leave the man in there to, to take his lumps, man. You know what I mean? Dallas has a – the Cowboys have a history and a pattern at letting these dudes that they know is sorry stay on the field – for the, the rookie or uh, somebody they might have picked up in free agency. You know what I mean? And we all know that the other person might be a little bit better than them. So it's like, why do they keep keeping these dudes on the field? Because with Jalen, with Jalen, he had a good couple seasons. Cool. But everybody can tell he been falling off. He's on a decline. And what are you out there doing? And B, come on, man. That dude been doing the same thing for how many seasons? About four seasons now? But –
0: but they get
1: they, getting, they getting torched, but they
0: really. They, I mean, they did do what you are asking them to do, and that's limit limit Jalen snaps. He only plays sixteen out of what was it, some something close to like seventy. No, not even seventy snaps. I am not sure what it was. He played sixteen snaps in thirteen possessions. Put it that way. So, I mean, like they did, okay. they did do what we're asking, and that's limit. In my opinion, his reps, um, and what yeah. th- what that is going to do, in my opinion, it should make him a. It should make him more efficient. Right like that that's the word we've been using all mm-hmm. week is be efficient, and that's the thing. he wasn't a liability, it wasn't a super liability on Thursday, and he wasn't this great player. He was he did his job, yeah, right like and that's good yeah. because he didn't have enough snaps to be a liability because let's just be real if you're playing Jalen Smith 90 some percent of the snaps against a team like that, mm-hmm. he'd have got tore up, he just mm-hmm. got tore up and, and, and that's yeah if you can come to grips with yourself. With a guy like Jalen and LV at this point, where it's like, okay, these guys have deficiencies in, in in the game nowadays that that quarterbacks can take advantage of. You have to limit them at certain aspects of the game, and they did that. There, but there may become a game where if Jalen's strength right now is against the run, maybe Jalen plays twenty five snaps, thirty snaps, maybe he plays more. A lot of people won't like that, though. <laughs> but I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. Get ready. For I get it, and I'm ready. And I'm not throwing Jalen. I'm not trying to joke, throw Jalen under the bus because I do. I give him way more credit than I give A. B. A. B. I don't even want him on the field, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, you And, know what and, I and, and I really I'm glad you said out.
0: that, Rick, because when when the, the previous caller called, then I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, look, we got into it, me and Matt, about Jalen. But to be real with you, I have less of a problem with Jalen than I do with Anton Anthony Brown. I have more of a problem yeah, with Anthony man. Brown,
1: fam way more of a problem yo, man this dude, getting, this dude been getting this dude torch for years man yo uh not uh uh yeah uh big dog big uh boss uh boss cowboy had played something this dude been getting torch for four it's, seasons man yeah it's not dude's been having two to three steps on him i mean uh a.b dude's yeah. been having like two to three steps on him for i don't know how long you know what i mean he had one good season that i can remember. Before he put that soggy chip on his shoulder, <laughs> then he has been playing like that soggy chip ever since, man. I'm like, why the hell? Am I the only one seeing this? You know what I mean?
0: I don't. It's it's a it. Honestly, when you think about it right now, it is one of the biggest mysteries in the Dallas Cowboys organization right now. How is Anthony Brown a starting outside cornerback for this team? When you have Maurice Kennedy and a young buck like Nation Wright, who I would just say at, because Kelvin oh. Joseph is out. And one of the things I, I want to see Nation Wright become better at is things across him, right? Things that w- w- where the receiver flashes across his face. Can he come up? Or is he going to overcompensate and get bit from double teams because that's not really his forte? But at this point, brother, I'm willing to just risk it. Risk it, no biscuit. Like Let's see what number 40 can do. I don't even know if he's 40 anymore. But let's see what Nation Wright can do. Let's see what Maurice Cannon yeah. can do. You have literally five years of tape. Showing you that Anthony Brown can get waxed on the outside, but here we are if y'all know oh in the chat God. what it is that the cow that anthony Brown has on on the cowboys, let me know because I have no clue man it's it's baffling it's mind blowing and,
4: and Yo, the I will, man, yeah the man
1: it, the man the man counted his the touchdowns that he got on him man the man yeah. the, the man boy cowboy total all the t- touchdowns he got thrown on him within this five year period, and there's two it's ridiculous. I don't even understand how the hell this dude's still in the field. I don't get it. I understand Jerry Jones might like him. Steven might like him. They happy that he took that, that team-friendly discount and all that. But that, yo, you're hurting the team, you're man. The team. And I'm not feeling that, man. And and, and that's my main thing. It's like, I love my, I love the Cowboys. I love my Cowboys. But it's hard for me to spend my higher earned money on them when they keep making the same damn mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, you keep selling me a dream, but it's like I'm supposed to believe in that dream. You know what I mean? I get hyped up every season for these boys, and they do the same thing every year. They never take the people off the field that's hurting the team, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just the same face, and I don't like that. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Let let somebody else get in there and, and make a difference. You know what I mean? Maybe that dude can learn more on the sideline, and we might need him further down the line somewhere. To where he like, okay, this is what I was doing wrong, I'm gonna correct it, or I can come in in a crunch situation. See, but
0: starting Yeah. Uh, what A B what A B, uh-uh. in my opinion, doesn't have is the ability to put the bad plays behind him. Like we saw Trevin Diggs get beat. Like Trevin Diggs took his lumps last year. He got beat, but he would come back and, and he'd match that same energy. Like, okay, like like that 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 uh gif that uh was it Cam Newton had, right? Where I think they scored a couple years ago on him at the Patriots and he went like this okay yeah mm-hmm. all right that's Trevin Diggs okay yeah you got me but guess what I'm gonna come back and get you I don't think when you whenever you see a b get beat watch his mannerisms watch watch his facial expressions they're they're more so this is, this is bad this is bad radio if, if you're playing this back this is bad but it's more of a ah uh, I can't it's real like he's worried like him. <laughs> Get, get, you have is your confidence you shot? every time, every time it's a, it's a look of oh man, like come on, dog. Like, get, if that's how you're gonna be, then you can't be out there, you're gonna get beat. You got to come back from it. Yes, because, Anthony Brown oh man, Tom you. Brady
1: kept looking over there. Tom Brady kept looking over there at him, like, oh yeah, we got and we got us one. And I can see how AB was at it. Uh, Antonio Brown was like, yeah, throw that, Ma- throw it up, throw mouse it up. In the house. I got him,
0: mouse in the house,
1: all game. Okay. And I, I'm, like,
0: I'm like,
1: these dudes don't see that candidate play more aggressive, hit more harder, and he and he know when to take a chance on something and when not to take a chance. Bruh, he I had don't. to see A.B. the whole time he was in Pittsburgh. You know. know what I mean? I don't know. T. I don't know. Rick. I, I, All right, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just I'm just going I'm just gonna say this one thing and I'm gonna leave it alone. Right. I'm just tired of Jerry Jones and them trying to prove everybody. Uh, wrong by saying that, oh, I'm the I'm the one put the team together, so if we win the two bowl, I should get all the glory. I still feel like he's they still on that Jimmy Johnson battle, man, from back in the day, man. Well who made I mean, the team and who did this and who did that. And it's like, dude, you're not making the right you're not making the right personnel calls, man. It go from the coaches to the to the personnel we got on the field. I mean, I do it's I do reason. think
0: that Jerry's not as involved in that way as he used to. I think he relies more on Steven and 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 McClay, but he's still like, why are you even in these meetings?
1: <laughs> You're the owner. Oh my god, yo, that's what I was saying. I, I didn't even watch the whole hard knife, but I seen the part when they when they sitting there like, yeah, uh, yeah, he's a good player, or this, that, another. I'm like, what the hell? is we have a meeting with Jeremy Showman. I understand, but, that's, but that's, that's we normal, should be bro. showing this on camera,
0: man. That's normal, bro. You're right. I hey, I appreciate the passion, oh Rick. I do. I'm glad you came here and matched my passion from earlier. I do. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks, Scott man. You take it easy, bro. You too, brother. Uh yeah, I, I had reached out to uh, who was it? Philip Tanner. I had to get I had to I was like I was like PT. Question man. When you played, did Jerry really sit in all these? This was a while ago. This was before Hard Knocks. Is Jerry sitting in all these meetings and things like that? He said, Jerry really was up in there saying this is what we want, this is what we want, yada, yada, yada. And this was back when he played. So PT played with Tony and and, and not Bill, but uh, Wade and those guys. And he was very involved. I think he's less involved now, but he's still still involved in like why and, and and i see alex says here yo he's gm yeah he's the gm and i think that's a mistake you know but that's that's a whole nother discussion I'm, that's for off season we talk about that we can get into it but i won't um that's special case says he's a gm what you expect he's the and i keep going quotes he's the gm but jerry jones ain't making the, all the calls here like like Will McClay, Stephen Jones have a massive have have a massive say in this but there are certain things that I wish it's so funny because there there's some of Jerry I wish would come back to the organization and that's that 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 gambler because I think the gambler in Jerry was it was so much of a gambler that he just I'm going to pay this, I'm going to pay that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to make this trade and it was kind of damaging the team and Stephen came in and he He had to shake things up and he kind of settled things down. But now Steven is going total left. He's going total opposite. Steven, Jerry, these guys aren't, and I know we got into this with Mike. Are they really football general manager guys? Not really. But we got to find that middle ground. I think the middle ground is Will McClay. Just let Will be a GM. Like, full total control. Get out the media rooms, Jerry. Get out the media room, Steven. If, if, If Will McClay says, we gotta have this guy, you do what you gotta do to get that guy, type of thing. I don't think that's the thing. I think Will says, boom, boom, he writes, this is this is the list of what you want the criteria, Steven, you want us to meet. Is it gonna be over $2 million? Scratch him off. Is it gonna cost us more than three years? Scratch them off. Uh can we get a vet minimum? Check that. Like, and then Will goes out and gets you the best guys that he can get you. I just think let Will do it. And but that's a whole nother discussion. A whole nother discussion, man. A whole nother discussion. Um Let me get into the chat here before we get out of here. C D says trade Anthony Brown for a cup of coffee. <laughs> Chris says he's delegated these jobs to Will and Steven. I I, I think that's I, I think Jerry's more the mouthpiece, but it's still weird to see him involved as much as he does. He doesn't do anything, so we have to stop shitting on him like it's 99. Jerry's doing wild stuff and deciding stuff. None of that happens anymore. I I partly agree with that like I think that he's mostly relinquishing things to to Steven and things to uh, uh, Will McClay I don't think he's relinquishing enough or they I say they because Steven's a part of this problem enough to a real general manager like they're not Steven has way too much power in in this personnel decisions and I don't think Steven Jones has an eye for like for talent like Will McClay does you know what Steven has an eye for money Point blank. Period. Like he's the money guy. There, there's the famous story about him not wanting to bring in Deion Sanders because of the money. I don't think any of that has changed. He constantly talks about money. Let Will Cook. Fresh Fade said it. Let Will Cook. Period. Uh, Special K says my only thing about that guy is Will doesn't know how to fully evaluate defensive players. Too many busted picks on the defensive side. I, how I don't know about. I mean I don't I don't know. I don't fully, I don't fully know about that, man. I mean, you at the end of the day have to acquiesce to the coaching staff sometimes. Like Will McClay can say, these are the guys I want to draft. And then guess what happens? Rob Marinelli says, No, I don't want that guy. I want this guy. And that that's and Will McClay doesn't have the power to overdo that because he ain't the general manager. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think I think there's been guys in in, in that they've drafted. You know the Byron Joneses, uh, obviously Michael, right? Uh, Lve the injury situation kind of screwed him up. Um, I th- and I think they've hit in the middle rounds because of Will McClay too. A lot of it though comes back can be coaching. Like I personally think Will McClay will be a fine general manager somewhere. I do. And Felipe talks about the scouts. Yeah. Yeah, Chris says those busts you're referring to are Rod Marinelli specials. Like, like Rod had too much of a damn say, in my opinion, too much of a damn say. And then Cleon says he wanted T.J. Watt, not Taco. And Brian says you can't let Will cook with no ingredients. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you got to let him be the chef, man. Let him cook. Let him. Let him cook, man. Let him cook. All right, guys. Today was a fiery show. My apologies for the for the y'all know me. Y- y'all know how I, how I can be. I, give, I can get I, the passion can come out, man. So apologies if uh, that was a little bit too much for some of y'all. But that's just me, man. You know, if, if 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 I feel like, you know, I'm gonna disagree we disagree, but but I'll make sure I take that into consideration how we disagree moving forward. But y'all know how I do, man. You how I do before we get up out of here. I see these uh, CDG says make sure you hit that like button, guys. Make sure you do on the way out. It helps as well as on Facebook. Also check out dot Sports.com slash Dallas for all of our articles from our talented writers and the podcast are up there as well. And if you miss this, if you missed what I'm talking about, where we got it was a heated call from our guy, Matt from South Florida. I, and, and I knew this was going to happen as soon as he said he wants to rile stuff up. If you miss this, you can go back and check it out on all the podcasting platforms. I'm going to put that, uh, put that up. Uh, I appreciate the team, he like said. Nah, Sky, you keep it real. I mean, I tried to. I tried to Steven White says, hang up on people. Yeah. I, I eventually I had to hang up on him. I didn't want to, cause I don't want to be that guy. Right. But, but we're not going to keep doing things like that. Just, just for the sense of clout or whatever the hell it is. You're trying to get, get through. right? right. We're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, appreciate the Stevie Mac. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys joining me. Thank you, Sheila. Um, make sure you guys keep supporting the channel. Keep it going. Uh, tonight, I believe, yes, tonight, Mauricio Rodriguez will be on prime time. If you don't know about that, let me pull it back up. Here's the schedule: every Sunday through Thursday, Mo Rod will be on, or Mo Row will be on eight PM Central. Monday through Friday, I will be on, and then on Cowboys game day, me and Jesse Holly will be rocking every single game of the year at Texas live. And when I tell you guys, last week on Thursday was. Absolutely a blast, man. Like, I had so much fun with the Cowboys fans. And you guys in the chat, too. You guys brought it in, in the chat as well. So, make sure y'all check us out on, um, not Thursday, Sunday. I believe we'll be live at about 1, one fifteen for the Chargers game. The game is 3.30 Central, about 3.20, 3.30 Central. So, we'll be on about, not 1, I'm sorry, about 2. We'll be on about 2 o'clock, and we'll get rolling, man. We'll get rolling. We'll have a good one, man. I promise y'all we're be going to have a good one. All right, man. Let me press this button or I'll be here all dang on day. I'm already, already been here all dang on day. already been here. Appreciate your fresh face. Fr- <laughs> the one ninety nine donation said, great show, better than the four-letter network. My guy. My guy. My guy. Appreciate everybody here. Miss Jackie, Trey. I see you, Jacob. I see you, Special K chris davis thanks for coming through i ain't see you in a bit reek thanks for the calls all the donation all the callers all the subscribers all the viewers thank you see y'all tomorrow 8 a.m central same fire show coming back at you